We want to say thank you to our sponsors, Watchman Cigars, 1812 Barbecue, Blue Collar Cycle Shop, and Hook, Line, and Heroes. Without you, this episode would not be possible. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's our take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy while we are social distancing ourselves. We've got a great show lined up for you, as always, as we are broadcasting from the Blue Collar Cycle Studio right here in beautiful Concord, North Carolina. Let me go ahead and introduce our starting lineup behind the plexiglass at the Control Center. It is producer Brian. Hey, guys. I, of course, be your host, Biggin. And how about you? And across the way is the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, but most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue one, 2016's honorable mention, Evil Knievel Impersonator of the Year, the inventor of the Redneck Egg Roll. Give it up on old mic number one. It's Mojo! So my uh, transplant team today advised me that I need to social distance myself Saturday and Sunday. They call it a weekend immune system. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Broadcasting from our hazmat bunker that I prepared during Y2K. Thank God it did that because I was starting to worry if my investment in uh, uh, preparedness food, 25-year life, was going to expire. But nope, just under the line, I'm being able to use it. I will tell you, the toilet paper is a little scratchy. (laughs) Well, that's because it's dried poison oak leaves. (laughs) Just don't scratch too much. Hey, appreciate you guys tuning in. Hopefully everyone's safe and sound out there. Uh, As of right now, we just basically have social distancing laws. Well, in this country we do, in America. Uh, Other countries are listening in. Obviously, you guys may have a little bit different situation. Um, Hopefully we'll hear from our our, uh, outstanding correspondent, uh, Toria. Mm-hmm. Almond, um, I know he was trying to make it back into the country, but he may be quarantined on one of those Carnival cruise ships. Is he on a boat? That's the I tried to hook him up with Greta Thunberg, but uh, evidently she is nowhere to be found right now. Boat, uh, y'all. I'm on a boat, y'all. So we, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Like I said, uh, prayers go out to everyone, all our listeners, everyone, actually, because, you know, we this is a time for humanity to shine. Um so, anyway, with that being said, you can still find us on Facebook at Southern Fried Philosophy. That's where I like to share stupid memes that make me giggle. <laughs> I love the this fact that it makes you giggle. Yeah, it makes me. <laughs> Have you ever heard him giggle? That's I've the never. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find us on the website at southernfriedphilosophy.com where Web Marais and JT or B- aka Biggin has redesigned this website so you have all your playable links up there. Uh, you have a little bit about our, our ourselves, also the show tune, our show links in our show notes section that you can actually, we might have some show tunes. That could be know. next if we get bored enough. <laughs> But uh, you can find us there. Also, Hello, Instagram and oh Twitter is SFP Radio. Also, wherever you listen to your podcast, just go there, hit subscribe. After you search on the Fry Philosophy, uh, hit the subscribe button, give us a review, a rating, a like, however your podcast aggregator does that. Make sure you share your episodes because guess what? People aren't doing much and their kids are going to be driving them nuts. Yeah. They're going to need to put on their headphones. They're going to need to tune out. So might as well listen to us. Yeah. Might as well. Why not? Yeah. You literally have nothing else to do. This literally. Ba- just basically fireside chat without the fire or side. The chat. Kind of just stupid banter. <laughs> um, hey, also, thank. we want to say thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers. 
if you did not get the information, we went ahead and put a put a pause for April so you can spend that money doing whatever you guys need to do. Uh, it's more important than supporting the show, but we appreciate you. Um, if you would like to contribute to the show starting uh, June, August, May, April. one of those, <clears throat> um, you can go to SF. 2021. <laughs> yeah, depends on where we're at. Here's 2021. 20, uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash SFP radio, and you can become an insider there. Hey, you know, if you if you have listened to all 140 episodes and you need a couple more hours, you become an SFP insider you get you get the insider stuff. It's like three more hours. Yeah, but the main main thing right now is not becoming a Patreon supporter right now, but actually just sharing the show. Yeah, that would be a tremendous one. help. Yeah. This is a prime opportunity for uh, all podcasters. I mean, I yeah. have some of my favorite podcasts I can share later uh, that I listen to, but just favorite podcasts share mm-hmm. it to someone. Um, granted, we're probably not the most informational. Uh, podcast out there. There's other podcasts out there. There's information. It's just not good information. <laughs> it's. I, I think it's information that if you were ever on a Jeopardy show in the near future, that you probably will apply that in somehow. Absolutely not. Speaking of Jeopardy, you can watch it all on Netflix. Oh, can you? Like, there's there's. It says three series, but I think that's like thirty years of Jeopardy. There's actually right? a Jeopardy. It's on. It's under like streaming. TV. It's under reality or something. Wow. I was. In, I've, was in the Netflix for the first time a couple of days ago and yeah saw it. <clears throat> wow, I didn't watch it. I Has think anybody you, checked on Alex Trebek lately? <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to listen to all of our episodes <clears throat> because we always fact check some of our episodes, like the the week after. So if if you're on Jeopardy and they say mm-hmm. what is a group of rhinoceroses called, and you say thunder, you're like ah, I heard that on SFP. You were wrong. It is still a crash. So. You, you got to make sure that you're up to date because most of our information is wrong. The first week. Right. Th- then we try to clear it up because we're idiots. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to ask you guys like I ask you every week. Producer Brian, how you be darn? I feel terrible. <laughs> oh, and we're out. You got a dry cough, don't you? <clears throat> so I tried to do a pull-up today on the uh, <laughs> playground. You embarrassed yourself? Well, it hurt. <laughs> it really hurt. <laughs> I'm just, I, I had a visual picture that just came into my head of you trying to do a pull up. I mean, I jumped first. So, you know, I didn't well, that, that does help. Yeah. Yeah. It was the <laughs> monkey bars. Did, did your daughter come and actually show you how to do it properly after that? No, I was trying to show her how to do it. Was it overhand or underhand? Uh, it was under. It was like two on one bar. Kind oh, of deal. Yeah. Oh, that's the harder one, right? I guess it was like the monkey. I mean, it's the like monkey bars that yeah. my head's already at the top of. So right. like, I just kind of started pulling, and my back started going. Oh, uh, hey, oh. wait, whoa! Okay. Our, oh. All I know is if there's a ring camera hey, facing that playground, I will put a five hundred dollar bounty out there right now to. Oh, absolutely! To get streaming, it's, of it's out there. <laughs> it's out. I'm sure everything on that property is under surveillance. From, uh, yeah. Oh my god! But you know, kids are home. <laughs> sure. So I've been trying to be more active with them just to get them out of the house because yeah. yeah. in the house. Oh, buddy. Oh, um, it's, it's it's rough. They get a little restless. So sure. like I was a couple of days ago. I was playing soccer outside, and I'm not going to let them win because right, not all the time. Maybe a little bit, but not all the time. So I was playing a little harder than I probably should have. Mm-hmm. Were you smack talking? I, I almost uh, mildly. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have no, 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 no. You know, <laughs> I would have no respect for you if you didn't spack talk. Right. Yeah, you know, but I wasn't making it easy. But I, just like, went for the soccer ball and my back went, oh, you sorry. You doing that. 
Uh, you need to make reservations before you do this. <laughs> I'm just letting you know, there uh, all elective surgery is off the table right now. Oh yeah, we got it. We got it. We got to be careful. Yeah. So I, I was on the sideline for the next 30 minutes after <laughs> something. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll like kick the ball with Aiden, and then all of a sudden, like I hear my my knee pop. Mm-hmm. I think we're just gonna just gonna hang here for a bit. Let's go play Madden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's time for Madden. But I want to play football. Who would ever thought that EA Sports would be like a legitimate sporting thing cure for our sporting drought right now right oh yeah just put it on you know let the computer play the, demo. the computer yeah the full like, 60 what's, the, what's those websites <laughs> out there like twitchy and Twitch. other oh well Twitch. E, well esports it's by itself is e- but e- i'm saying sports. streaming services yeah you, the ea sports has a stream like yeah you can watch people oh, play well. play whatever so my so basically my daughter watching uh minecraft and roblox videos people playing those was probably way ahead of the curve Sure, oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. We could start putting money on that. We could be a bookies. You, That'd be look, fun. People, I, I'm mm. sure people are already way ahead of you. What's on the over under on yeah. Crossy Road? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mojo, how you been? Uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm Corona free as of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm social distancing myself. I'm. I, I have a, a container of sanitizer in my hands right now. It's a unicorn flavor. Uh, mm-hmm. Stole it from my youngest daughter's stash. There you go. Uh, yeah. What do unicorns taste like? I, don't, I just smell them. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just I'm good. Just waiting for this epidemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, to mm-hmm. uh, come to a, a curve and actually see some positives. So, yeah. uh, just like everyone else, you, you get a little concerned. Yeah. But sure. um, otherwise, I'm everything. I'm doing good. Good. How about you? Good. You mentioned earlier, like you know. You're listening to podcasts or whatever, uh, you know, you might be able to have more time to listen to new ones. Listen, if you are a sports radio or sports talk person, this is your episode. This is the show that you need to be listening to because those sports talk radio shows, what are they talking about? Nothing. They are literally talking about nothing. So – I mean, if you have, there's no sports, what do they have no to do? Sport, right? Yeah, what I, do, I do find it interesting talking about sports. Mm-hmm. You know, all the transitions and and transactions that have happened in the NFL, like nothing is happening. I, hopefully, uh, the NFL. Hopefully, these guys put or some of these teams have actually put some contingency clause in their contracts. If like if like if, for example, the 2020 season gets canceled or postponed mm-hmm. or shortened. I mean, because, oh, they, they all have insurance and stuff. Like that. Yeah, but still, though, like for oh, example, yeah. what Tom Brady just signed, you know, with Tampa Bay, I think is the rumor. Yeah, I guess yeah. as as it's of today, if it's not done, it's yeah. Yeah. So done. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I mean, I think that's probably what, thirty million or something. I think the rumor is for Tom Brady. Really? I mean, if he doesn't play this year, what are they going to do? You know, do they own the money? Do they? I mean, mm-hmm. well, it's guaranteed part of that contract. They probably, still which is crazy. Yeah, which is which. I don't just blows my mind. Yeah, signing bonuses they pay. I don't. It doesn't matter if you pay a, play a snap. Yeah, you, that's, they write that check when you walk in the door. I feel like. But who would have thought a forty-three year, almost forty-three year old quarterback would land thirty million dollars? It should be talking about sports. It should mm-hmm. be interesting to see him play without the Belichick system. Well, he's got Bruce Arians though. Yeah, that's I know gonna that. be. Yeah, that's big. Scary, but it if he, he can learn, I, if he can learn the offense. I mean, come on, surely, right? He probably just make it up as he goes. Yeah. You run this way, I'll throw it to you, but. <laughs> But find a way to cheat, right? Yeah, it's just it's just interesting. It'll be, be trash cans involved. It'll be <laughs> just pull ups. It'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how Brady pays with the Belichick, and I, I, we can also make a bet: Does Belichick retire now? Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think he does. After I mean, 
we'll see what the season does. If he does, if they if the if their team wins the their division again without you Tom think Brady, you'll think you'll play without Brady. Well, he would have retired already. It's too he late could be holding off. It's way too late in the season for a coach to retire. Well, I don't think I, they, they delayed everything, like starting practice. They would and fire. Well, no, I think because I don't think he's. Gonna, I, I mean, he's going <laughs> to imagine that line spread out six feet of pe- uh, six feet of feet <laughs> from each other. Belichick's too stubborn. To, uh, That's true. That. Uh, There's no way. Yeah, he's, he when he's ready to be done, he'll be done, and he would have caught it when they lost the first week of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That would have been it. That's true. My only advice to Robert Kraft is uh, I would not go into any massage parlors during this time of year right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the virus. Just, just keep making the mac and cheese, sir. Yeah. Just keep it coming. Just keep it coming. Uh, I will say that this uh, epidemic, this pandemic, whatever it is, uh, listen, I've been preparing for this my whole life. This is where introverts unite. <clears throat> and we don't get around anybody. And we just hang out and do nothing. <laughs> we, we've been doing this our whole life. We are ready. Um I did go to the to the grocery store uh, the other day and had to pick up some some things. Water, uh, no, I didn't have that. Toilet paper, didn't have that. My wife wanted ice cream. Check, they had that. So, hey. thank God for that. <clears throat> but I I was going around the the side there and I noticed. Well, there's the peanut butter. Let me go ahead and pick up some peanut butter. America, evidently, you hate crunchy peanut butter because that was the only thing Hands left down. on the show. Hands down. I believe it. There's nobody, like, full contain, full um, shelving parts, full of crunchy peanut butter. I like, I like crunchy peanut butter. The only time, well, you have to be in a specific mood. Yes. I, I personally do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only thing I really like crunchy peanut butter on is if you melt it up a little bit and pour it on a vanilla ice cream. Oh, come on now. Then it's good. Come on. I like that. Uh, producer Brian, <laughs> you, you, you just that, left. You just had that look after you did that pull up. <laughs> uh, uh, but I was just like, "Good gracious, you all hate crunchy peanut butter, creamy, all gone. Crunchy, not so much." Off subject for a second. Speaking of grocery stores, mm-hmm. uh, hats off to the trucker community. I hey, deal, I deal a lot with. Give you a round of applause. Yeah, there it is. So if you're a trucker right now. Oh. Listening uh, to the podcast, um, we appreciate you guys. Hats off to you guys because I know I have a lot of truckers in mm. the motorcycle community that I deal with, sold bikes to, deal with on a daily basis. And these guys have been running six and seven days a week, um, running essential supplies. Like I have a customer who does – all he does is run toilet paper and water right now at the dis- oh, distribution sure. centers. And it, he's he's he can't, he can't get off the road. Yeah. I mean, it's just – Nonstop. I think I heard uh, like Texas like took out some regulations so they don't actually their hours uh, changed. Yeah, actually, I think nationwide now they've actually gotten rid of the electronic logs, which is um, oh. kind of a, electronic logs. Basically, you had back in the day you had okay. paper logs where you had to log your mileage, your time on the road, mm-hmm. things like that. Now you talk to a trucker, they run two sets of logs. They run a personal log and they run one that they turn into the feds. Hmm. Well, they, the feds did away with that and went to electronic logs, or actually logs everything for you, GPS. That way, in Ooh. certain states, you can actually they can actually monitor your speed, find you things like that. so. Oh, it's wow. re- really draconian as far as like from the federal and it state level. Does. So uh, once this national emergency got listed, then they they did away with electric electronic logs mm. for the essentials, like people hauling medical equipment, oh, you yeah. know, masks. Uh, respirators, whatever needed, food, 
So mm-hmm. um, if, as long as you're hauling that, you don't have to worry about the electronic logs. And so these guys can just let her eat and then just go as fast pretty, as they want to. Well, <clears throat> pretty much. Okay. But, um, but they don't have to. I'm okay with that. So you're, you're only allowed to, I think, drive 10 hours a day you know, mm-hmm. in a truck. So now you can actually extend that, which is great because, for example, if you have a 12-hour ride mm-hmm. and you can break that up, you know, take a couple breaks, but still make that 12-hour deadline, it helps get product from – manufacturer to distribution hub that actually gets yeah. to our, our stores so that way we don't have uh some um i can't wish i could i wish this was not i wish this was like you know of course it's not suitable for work there's nobody working right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know the the the, the a-holes that decide mm. to buy every last stitch of toilet paper on one run so you know this this helps yeah. Uh, mitigate that where we have runs runs well have, <laughs> let's we, hope not yeah it helps mitigate the problem that we have when people go in and just swarm the the shelves yeah. so hats off to the truckers these guys yeah. i know the first responders and nurses and doctors i mean those guys are doing a tremendous job i'd hate to be in that industry right now right. Uh, because they're being way overwhelmed um with not only the the, these COVID-19 cases or Kung flu or Chinese, whatever it's called. But, um, but the truckers are actually ones also helping get product to the hospital. So nurses can do their jobs. Yeah. And, uh, like I said, I just can't talk enough about it. Well, even, uh, shots out to the railroad, you yeah. know, I think oh, yeah. that they get overlooked as well. Like my cousin is an engineer and Hey buddy, he's running. So he's actually the truth. When someone says an engineer, I think of a railroad engineer. Choo choo. No, he, yeah, he's exactly. That's what I always think. Is that like of. a civil yeah. engineer, yeah. <laughs> no. I'm an architect, or janitor engineer. I mean, he's on the he's on the front of that train, just letting her eat. Man, I, I would love to hook up with him just to ride one day. Right, mm, that would be like a dream come true. So cool. Oh, yeah. well, I'll give him a call. Anybody going from uh, Louisville to Cincy? We can make that happen. I, I, whatever. I don't care <laughs> where he's going. Put some bikes on a trailer. I'll, 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 yeah, that, I'll, I'll fly by. I'll fly back since rates are so low right now. Oh and, yeah. Uh, Make it happen. By the way, my wife has booked us a trip to Boston mm. because the rates are so low. It's like, well, let's when just go going to Boston. Like right now. No, I think it's in July. Okay. Yeah. So, mm. no, I was like, these these are, like these are refundable, right? Fourth yeah, of July? Yeah. No, you uh, can. Oh. No, it's later. Okay. It's, it's past that. I didn't think about that, but yeah. But you don't want you want to get stuck in that. Also, being ahead of the curve, I realized uh, we talked a couple of weeks ago about getting a bidet. Should have gotten that. I saw mm-hmm. one on clearance the other day. I sent it to you, <laughs> to you guys. Dude, light lit up. You know, at nighttime, it uh, also had a warming vent to warm your bum. Uh, sprayed nice warm water, you know, as well. Like Heated a, seats. Is there like an air freshener or something that'll give you a little you spritz? You think, maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> what do you think about the bidet? Would you ever go to a bidet? I have. You have? Yeah. It, it's It's different. It's just not part of our western culture here in america of using bidet now you know a lot of foreign countries do but i've Mm -hmm. also stayed in a lot of bed and breakfasts or um yeah bed and breakfasts that have them and Mm -hmm. i tried one for you know tried one out for uh, craps and giggles and uh literally yeah literally and uh it's interesting i mean Mm -hmm. it's it's something you would have to get used to sure but it beats the you know the other alternative of of standing three feet above a hole in the ground and yeah and just doing that and then using your uh, left left hand hand. Mm -hmm. so I would I would prefer a bidet versus left hand. They had they had them in India, and it was like a just a shower head. Mm-hmm. And but I like if I tried that, it would be so messy. It would just 
I know water would be all over the floor. But you know, it depends what you eat, man. You might need a pressure washer. Yeah, what's the PSI on that? Like coming out the. There's not a lot. Can you dial it in? Like dial it up a little bit if you need to, like. I don't think Like car wash level. There's nothing there. It's just pick it up and there it goes. Mm. Uh, Like turn the generator on and. You know? (laughs) I remember uh, the first time I ever seen one was when my wife and I went on our honeymoon. We were both. 19 well she was 20 mm-hmm. and we went into a bed and breakfast and they had one i was like man look at this funny water fountain in here just, <laughs> just, just messing with her because you know we're, we come from a small country town and you know mm-hmm. you don't like have that you know, Hillbillies. It, it was it was fancy just to have a 24-hour mcdonald's yeah. so like crocodile dundee the, like the second one he's in a fancy hotel that was like the first penthouse. one was the first one yep mm. i forget what the joke was with the, the bidet like what do you do with that <laughs> <laughs> That's not a knife. That's the only thing I remember from that movie. Really? I yeah. love that. That's great. I need movies. to go back and watch that one. Uh, some follow-up discussions. Well, you got time now. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing else I'm doing. If you're in the market for a high-quality cigar for a very reasonable price, you must check out our friends at Watchman Cigars. Watchman Cigars is a family-owned business that puts the customer first with the best customer service in the business. Watchman Cigars offers the Habano for a full, spicy flavor, the Connecticut for a mild, easy-to-smoke option, and the Maduro for a strong, powerful experience. They even do specialty blends and partner with you to provide a custom, exclusive line just for you. Watchman Cigars has all your cigar needs. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Watchman Cigars 1991 or check out his new website at WatchmanCigars.com or the sponsor section of our website. Follow-up discussion, um... Listen, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Listen, uh, producer Brian is the producer, and he names. He comes up with the, the funny names for for each episode. Sometimes I ask permission, or sometimes see, you do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But last week it was just kind of. He just said it's canceled, <clears throat> and which I I get. Like I totally understand. Like oh wow, I should probably listen to this episode. There's, there's probably some good tidbits well, on the canceled show. because literally everything is canceled right now. Right. So that's just what we talked about. Sure. Somewhat. <laughs> looking looking at our numbers, though, I think people just thought it was just canceled because people aren't listening to that episode whatsoever. We, we can go back and rename it, right? <laughs> we can repost it. It's not say, canceled. It's not, canceled. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. actually canceled. Poor Robert has got the worst numbers of oh, all no. of our episodes because <laughs> I think people just like, oh, they're just saying this canceled. Oh, well, I'm not going to listen. So uh, you will see Oops. that this is uh, episode 140, and we're still going. So it the last one's not canceled. So go back. Well, this is our last episode. So Oh, so this one's <laughs> So I did, uh, did think that was funny. Also in that episode, Producer Brian, you said it would be funny if we came up with a website, a side website. Because I swore I had coronavirus. Right. Um, and so talk about the, the website. Yeah. So, you know, like, we were joking. Me and Robert were both joking that we can – if you if, when, when Biggin's wondering if he has an illness, I said, well, I'm just going to make a website that says doesbigginhaveCorona.com. And if he's, mm-hmm. instead of going to, like, the CDC website to see if you're <laughs> sick, just look at this and it'll just uh, the answer will be there for you. Yeah. So right now it says, does Biggin have corona? And it says no. Which, by the way, uh, I've might, checked it might, times. It might change to maybe <laughs> okay. later in the week. We'll see. We'll, we'll keep you guys posted. But later down the road, so we kept it generic. So mm. if you go to doesbigandhave.com, the URL will be linked in the show notes on the podcast player. We might put some random things like 
does Biggin have uh, gout? Yeah. Or uh, does Biggin have morbid obesity? Absolutely. There's yeah. That. Does he have uh, biscuits? Oh, right now, you know, we just yeah. change it, you know. So yeah, bourbon. We'll does he have bourbon? Does he have bourbon? He have bourbon? Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Based on what I saw last time I was there, <laughs> I it's still sound there. Like a, sound like you drank it all. <laughs> so I appreciate that. And then if you. Uh, after you're there, if you want to go to our regular uh, page, you can go to home, and it goes to southernfriedphilosophy.com. All right, so let's go into some wacky news brought to you by 1812 Barbecue. If you need some oh, – listen, I, I hope he's still catering. Who's should, that? Eric. Uh, I'm sure he's probably – sure, if, if deliver, it, I'm sure. If you want some brisket, he'll No, if it, if it was me, I'd be out there hawking my 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 portable food right now because – well, there's no meat, right? You were you've been looking for meat for yeah, but he has a distribution centers that he sure. can go to exactly. So. so you can't find any meat, so you call Eric up and get a 12 pound brisket. Yeah, there I mean, I'll feed you for like three days. That'll that'll hold. You know, put that in the fridge, freezer, whatever. Talk to our friends at 1812 Barbecue. Their information's on the show notes. You can give them a call. Like, hey, Eric, I heard you on the show. Uh, hook me up. Uh, all right. So this first first wacky news. Uh, this is from the Twitter feed. I don't even know. Spilling the tea. Probably sounds dirty. Uh, it says, while humans carry out social distancing, a group of 14 elephants broke into a village in Yunnan province looking for corn and other food. They ended up drinking 30 kilograms of corn wine and got so drunk they fell asleep at a nearby tea garden. It's got pictures of these 14 albino elephants. Uh, some of them look like they were playing and the next one, they look like they're spooning and they're on the ground sleeping. There's like two that are passed out right. on the ground. <laughs> what, is, what is 30 kilograms actually? That's, that's bigger than grams. It's like, like, it's it's like 1,000 grams. That's probably 15,000 pounds probably. I wonder what that translates into. Let's, uh, hey, Google, how many is 30 kilograms in pounds? Pounds. Uh, 66 pounds. Of corn whiskey. Well, obviously, I was a little off. Thirty liters that gives 30 you a, liters. Okay. a volume, kind of. So fifteen two liters because you know we're, we're we know things by yeah. And two this, this liter is corn wine. Corn so, wine, sorry, so, not whiskey. I wonder what the proof on that is coming out the gate. So basically, you know? you're saying they're lightweights. I guess these elephants can't hold their booze. Yeah, maybe it was the part of the tea, <clears throat> but I mean, it, it's you know, you look at the story like, oh no. That's the elephants. And then you, the next one you see is them lying on the ground. Uh-oh. 30 liters. I mean, that's, that's kind of a lot, maybe. If you drink an, it really fast, you know. For an elephant. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I still think they're lightweights. We need to we need to get, like, do some science here and see. what. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be good. How, how would, you know, if we would all drink, like, three liters of something, what, what are we going to be passed out in the... Oh, I'm sure we would. Be. Oh, three, <laughs> yeah. three liters of corn wine? Yeah. 100% yeah, yeah. we'd yeah. be passed out. Okay. Dude, we're, we're, how big is this beer? It's a 16 ounces. It, yeah. So, yeah, we're probably going to pass out And the ABV is probably very close to like a, a wine. Probably wine, 16%. Like 12, yeah, or even yeah. higher, yeah. All right. So we need to call Chris and get three liters each of this beer. Game on. I'm, I'm up for it. it. Let's do it. Okay. We'll get him. So it'll go bad, right? Because uh, he's got six uh, four-packs left, so. That should that should cover. Hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, producer Ronnie, you sent that cute little picture. Instead of being so negative, I it's, thought, hey, yeah, that'd be funny. It's funny, you know. Sometimes folks need a little positive. 
some folks are handling this worse than others or having some issues. Sure. So we want to try and be uplifting a little <laughs> bit, have some fun, entertain as much as possible. Um, <clears throat> so some of the the comments, though. Did you read any of those? No, I didn't see that. <laughs> Can imagine the elephants. I love you, man. No, I love you more, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be a drunk elephant asleep in a tea garden. Somebody find the tea garden. Um, amazing, except for hungover elephants. Hide from hungover elephants. Right. <laughs> Gary, Gary, no trumpeting. I told you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some of these are, are really, are really funny. Um, some, some people are a little concerned. Though that it wasn't healthy for them, eh, you know, whatever. Uh, a few months later, we're going to uh, find an explosion of baby elephants running around. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> there's that. They got a little frisky, if you will. <clears throat> so I thought those were kind of funny. The 1812 barbecue story started over 20 years ago when Eric and his dad started entering local barbecue competitions for fun. During that time, Eric, a United States Marine, has traveled all over the world picking up flavors and techniques that today is the unique flavor of the award-winning 1812 barbecue. He has honed his craft to bring you fall-off-the-bone pulled pork, mouth-watering ribs, and finely crafted beef brisket. Eric has developed his own amazing dry rub and delicious barbecue sauce. And let's not forget the sides, coleslaw, smoked Gouda mac and cheese, cowboy baked beans, and to top it all off, banana pudding and pecan pie for dessert. Getting hungry yet? Good. Call or email Eric at 1812-BARBECUE, and he can make your next catered meal happen. Wedding and graduation parties, family reunions, and other events will be memorable with 1812-BARBECUE. Want to try your own hand at smoking meats? Pick up your own 1812 dry rub and start the journey for yourself. Shipping all over the world, Connect with Eric on his Facebook page, Instagram at 1812Barbecue, or call 704-604-5148, or email eric at eric.line at 1812barbecue.com, and he'll be glad to help any way he can. Speaking of youngins getting a little frisky, you know what else? It is? It's time for spring break. Woohoo! Um, are, are you going to go down to South Beach and party with the no. youngins? No. 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 Uh, I don't know. We've got audio, and I don't. Uh, this is brought to you uh, courtesy of Fox News um, or CBS, CBS News. Sorry, um, there is these millennials, and we've talked about millennials several times. Uh, I don't. Did you listen to the audio? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So these are the millennials talking about spring break again. Remember, every we're in pandemic mode, and now the millennials get to chime in with their wonderful thoughts of wisdom. Go ahead. If I get corona, I get corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. You know, I've been waiting. We've been waiting for Miami spring break for a while. About two months we've had this trip planned. Two, three months. So we're just having, having a good time. Whatever happens, happens. Like, it's really messing up with my spring break. What is there to do here other than go to the bars or the beach and they're closing all of it? It's really messing up. I think they're blowing it way out of proportion. I think it's doing way too much. Doing us bad. We need a refund. This virus ain't that serious. It's serious. It's more serious things out there like hunger and poverty, and we need to address yes, that. 
Yeah, I mean, we planned this a long time ago, and it was kind of up in the air if we still go, but like we're here, I just turned 21 this year, so I'm here to party, so it's kind of disappointing, but we're just making the most of it. We met these other people in our little Airbnb spot, so we're just hanging out with them and trying to get drunk before everything closes. <laughs> I mean, it sucks, but we're going to make the best of we're it. Enjoying we're enjoying ourselves. It sucks. And I'm from New Orleans, so this really sucks. However, we're going to enjoy ourselves. We're having day parties all day. It's my birthday, St. Patrick's Day. Turn up. We're just trying to roll with the boy. We're just living for the moment. We're just going for, we're just going to do what happens, when it happens. When stuff closes, we're going to do when it closes. But uh, uh, besides that, we're just trying to have the best chip we can. Mm. Yo. These guys look rough, too. Oh, like, yeah. They're they're not. They're not messing around. They look like they've been been at it for a little while. They haven't slept for three days. Sure. You're going to go home, give it to your parents, and then parents are going to give it to Mama and Papa. Now let's see how you like spring break. Well, <clears throat> this group will be the first people to complain that they can't get adequate health care. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll they'll do a, they'll do a study. They'll trace back little Trevor, <laughs> go Trevor, and you know. Oh, by the way, their names are on here. Like the, oh, the caption will no. bottom. Oh, no. Like these these are not anonymous. You can oh, you can buddy. troll these people if you want to. Oh, buddy. <clears throat> so you know Trevor goes back, and you know Trevor? Clay, and you know whatever white boy name you want to insert, and they're gonna they're gonna I can probably do they're that. gonna be at the hospital, yeah, and. The CDC is going to be able to trace back their partying habits back to the, the, to South Beach or wherever they're at for spring break. And, yeah, they're going to be the first ones to complain. And Brady. Bra- oh, of course, there's oh, a Brady. The yeah. first one. Yeah, of course there is. Um, his last name's there, too, Val. You guys can do that work yourself mm-hmm. for that. Uh, let's see. Shut up. Okay. Brianna is the, mm. the next chick. Go yeah. figure. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Where are you seeing? There's only uh, I've got the captions are on my. Uh, oh, okay. I just showed. I didn't just happen that way. Okay. Well, I'm not, I, Atlantis. Wow, buddy. Uh, not a white dude. <laughs> Shelby. Of course. Yeah, I'm not shocked on that one. Yeah, that's the one that just turned. But 21. we're just gonna get drunk. Just turned 21. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Yep. She'll also be the one that ends up in a a, a gentleman's club. Sure. She's got daddy issues. You think? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and knee or nigh, I don't know. It's the oh, New Orleans. Orleans. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. they're they're all there if you want to go uh, reach out. And I would just n- have no contact with them or anybody <laughs> near them. <laughs> These right. are people you don't want to right. see. <laughs> By the way, but this is probably breakers. the first spring break that you worry about your kids not coming home with the STD. You worry about them coming home with the Coronas, <laughs> yeah. or you know, or pregnant. Yeah, you know, sure. I mean, that's, that's your sure. first time in world history of right. spring break. Yeah, you, you'll you come home. That never happens. And she'll say, mom and dad will say, I don't care who you slept with. I need you to go get a coronavirus test. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Quarantine yourself. Yeah, and, and here, by the way, here's three three liters of corn, corn wine. Enjoy that. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Kids these days, right? Kids these days. Well, I, it's – I tell you what, I, I – I give a lot of crap to the millennial generation just because I, I get to see a lot of um, stupid things they do, comments, mm-hmm. beliefs, ideologies, TikTok. philosophy, TikTok. I mean, you just see a lot of it. But 
there's a lot of good in some of the millennials that I see now, oh, wow. especially with look at that. Um, changed. this time, this time right now, some of them are actually mm-hmm. looking out for others. They're looking out for the elderly. They're looking, you know, they're, they're making, they're, <laughs> well, that was rough. They're making conscious decisions to actually be kind to one another, mm-hmm. be, be the next neighbor. So, or be, a, be uh, you know, neighborly to the n- next person. So there, there's some good there things, go. but, but there's a, there's also that, that segment of the bunch that goes down to spring break and, Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden we have a mass pandemic of babies and coronavirus. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the the irony, though, is they're going down there to get drunk and more than likely all the liquor is going to be shut down. And so they're just going to be sitting there spring at the break beach. ever. Like, oh, my gosh. Well, you can still go grocery break. stores aren't closing. So you can well, yeah, but it's going to sell out. You go to the, you're not going to go clubbing. Right. You're going to be in your that- Airbnb with, uh, you know. But you know, Brianna, Brianna and Trevor are going to have their dance party at their B- you Airbnb. Think, you think uh, Girls Gone Lost still down there? <laughs> that would be girl. That would be really wild. Do filming one of those and <laughs> everybody's sober. And, yeah, <laughs> fully clothes on, hazmat suits, mask. <laughs> Show you drunk? Um, no, I think I'm good. Yeah. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I can't see it through the hazmat suit. <laughs> well, all I get is that T-shirt. No, I think I'm good. <laughs> oh, anyway. So, how about it? All right, uh, Producer Ryan, do you have any uh, headlines you want to talk about? Nope. All right. By the way, I love the last episode. Did you? Did you it like was it? fantastic. It was great. Did, did you listen to the last episode? No, but I will after this. Best well, one ever. I mean, hey. That I, yeah. I will say it lasted longer than my honeymoon. I will oh. say that. <laughs> All right, so let's yeah. go to. <clears throat> busy. <laughs> let's go to some hot topics brought to you by Hook, Line, and Heroes, 501c3, uh, organization that gets our vets connected to a fishing rod and a relationship with God. So go check out our friends there at Oakland. And Amazing Heroes. pictures on their Facebook page. Oh yeah, man, yeah, they're going, they're going crazy yeah, with the fishings it, it, and the giving, yeah, giving those things out. It, we're going to have to contact Alan um, to and, and also Eric from from the eighteen twelve. Yeah. We're going to hook up with Alan so if we can go catch some fish after the grocery stores run out. So. Right? Yeah, I see what you did there using the hook. Have to hook Ooh, up I with hooked them. it up. I and got you didn't you. even know you did that. Mm. Genius skills. All right. Uh, Mojo, I'm interested in your take on this. Americans will get two checks under the U.S. Treasury Department proposal. The Treasury Department will ask Congress for $500 billion, b- 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 billion in direct payouts for taxpayers as part of the $1 tr- 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 trillion stimulus package to combat the economic effects of the coronavirus pandemic, according to a proposal obtained by NBC News. There's going to be two, that's dose rounds for our Spanish-speaking friends, of direct payments of, to taxpayers Totaling $250 billion, uh, would be sent on April 6th, and then another one on May 18th. Uh, they would be tiered payments based on your income level, family size. The proposal says both payments would be for the same amount. <clears throat> Donald J. Trump asked about the proposal and says it's going to be huge. It's going to be, he says, quote, we want to go big. Heard that before. Uh, the Treasury also asked a $50 billion for the airline industry. Small business interruption loan program of three hundred billion and one hundred and fifty billion for other distressed sectors. The proposal asked, um, though uh, most people are wanting to pass that. Um, Senator um, Lindsey Graham said, "I don't want to do that." He wants the stimulus to be focused on the small businesses so that they can continue to pay their employees. So Trump is saying uh, we're going to pay them direct the people directly. Senator Lindsey Graham says we're going to pay the people so that they can uh, have their their regular paycheck, um, and so those are two different uh, conflicts of 
or two different sides of the issue. What say you? What do you think would be the best for the government or for the government to do for the people, direct or through paychecks, mm-hmm. or none at all? Well, I, first off, I'd have to see what the bill entails because a bill is never straightforward. You know, it could be five hundred bill, five hundred billion dollar spending package, but that bill can also include, you know. $100 billion for new parks and rec centers. I mean, so they always add in crap. Um, you, you got to see that through Congress last week. They actually threw in another $85 yeah. million, I think, for Planned Parenthood during this time because, obviously, they're worried about people, but they're not worried about people. Right. So. Is that Was that fact-checked? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, I, I, for the exact dollar amount, I couldn't tell mm-hmm. you, but there was a Planned Parenthood clause. Right. Okay. Um, I'm torn with this. Because I don't want to see people suffer. Mm-hmm. You know, I, my business is going to suffer tremendously yeah. just because people will have to cut back. I, I do believe the economy will bounce back because sure. we have people still wanting things. People still want to build houses. People still want um, websites. People still want to go out and eat. And I think after this, people will want that release of stress to where they go out and they frequent the restaurants and bars and things like that. Um the hospitality people will go back on trips. I think we're about to experience a whole new world, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, how this will end up shaking up. I think, yeah, um, yeah I'll talk about this later, but no, um, I think uh, I'm torn with this. I, I direct versus uh, small business. I, I guess probably the best route would be a direct, mm. um, just because. Um, Who's to say the employer doesn't keep, get it, mm-hmm. terminate their employee, and they just keep the funds oh, themselves? You know what I'm saying? Or, or they're a, a collective, a creative way of getting rid of the employee and just pocketing the cash. So, mm-hmm. um, how do I look at, at this from a libertarian view? I think it's funny how um, all of a sudden uh, the things that like the Trumpers that would be like, oh, Bernie Sanders and Andrew Yang, the $1,000 a month <laughs> right. club. And um, all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, $1,000 payment. But also mm-hmm. I can kind of see their point too. And this is where my point is. I, I think we have a, a prime opportunity right now where we stop giving the government a, an interest-free loan every year until tax season mm-hmm. to where we're maybe this is a great opportunity to just cut taxes across the board mm-hmm. To stimulate the economy, you know, Trump talked about the employer, uh, the uh, uh, employer, tax employer tax cut, which is six percent to the employee and six percent to the employer. Uh, that's that's huge in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I'm I'm leery of it because you'll have people that will be responsible. I think all of us in this room will be responsible. We'll, we'll put the thousand dollars for a rainy day fund. We'll use it for necessities. You know, if we have to pay a bill, mortgage, things like that. And then mm-hmm. you'll have people out there that go drop a thousand dollars on some crap box car on Facebook, just because they want to go get a new Honda civic rice burner that they can go drag race down the street. So you'll mm-hmm. have that too. I, I, I just, um, we, I guess the government's doing their obligation. They're like, hey, here, I know you're going to suffer. Here, here's some of your money back because you paid it in taxes, or everyone collectively paid it in taxes. You get mm-hmm. a few bucks back. Um, but it, I don't know what – this is something that we, we have never had a roadmap of. Yeah. I mean, it's just really hard to to say what is the best course. So, and, But in that same argument, wouldn't that be better for you? For the people that are irresponsible, and not saying that owning a motorcycle is irresponsible. Yeah, but people that make 
that will make an impulse buy. Mm-hmm. Um, yes and no, but I, I would love to see my business thrive mm-hmm. through this, but also humanity and yeah. citizens of this country that are be part sure. of this to actually be responsible with it. I mean, uh, the ones that you, you, we, we all know that one. I have that family member that will receive X amount of dollars due to her family size. She will go below that and then continue to complain that she doesn't have enough food on the table. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the people I'm talking about. Sure. Producer Brian. Jordan's uh, for everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess buy Nike stock lies down. Well, and the the question is going to be, if, if you just continue with the paycheck and go through the paycheck, then the people that actually have the jobs or – don't have the jobs in this case, but then add one. Um, they're just going to keep going through their regular routine, and that's going to stimulate the economy. The people that are that are responsible, that have the jobs, that have that um, that income that's coming in. If they're not working, but they still have that income coming in, at least they're probably more than likely going to be more responsible than the the others that aren't. So my thought on this, is, it would be more paperwork, but you should have to apply to get the relief. Mm. Like if you're in a certain situation, like right now, I'm not affected terribly by this, mm. you know, just with my job and whatnot. No one's there, the, the checks are still coming in. There's certain industries that will never, yeah, so, that will not be affected. Healthcare, so trucking. You're going to give like me a thousand bucks, whatever the number is. Yeah. I, I, do I need to get that from the? Would I like to have it? Sure. Yeah. But. Could that be divvied up to four other families that mm-hmm. need it more? Yeah. Who, you know, are working at Hardee's and, like, literally can't do anything right now. Yeah. And need to put food on the table. Like, it's a, it's a way – it's easier to go, here's a check for everybody. But polit- but political spin on that is that that's racist for them to have to apply. Because that will, yeah. be, that will be the political spin on it. Because if it's racist that you have to have an ID to vote – then it's racist for you to actually have to apply because well, then there's or your no- employer should have, you have, have to apply apply for you yeah or something like like your yeah. employer doesn't get the money but your your employer can say hey I have I had to lay them off I couldn't pay them for well, six weeks they deserve to get some of this look I, I I'm by the way their address is what's my home address again <laughs> by the way I'm not I don't want to sound like a, an elitist at all because I'm not, I, not. I, I I I work hard every day I go into my shop. I work hard every day. I, you know, I've put my blood, sweat, tears. I've rolled the dice on my own self to mm-hmm. open a business. So I, I don't want to sound like I'm some super guru, but what about the people that every month get a government stipend? And for example, I have a lady in my, in my business neighborhood who lives in an abandoned house, who is a drug addict. She earns 700, $738 a month on um, government assistance through quote unquote disability, and she mm-hmm. spends it on her preferred vice of choice. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you give her a cash influx of a thousand dollars extra, two thousand dollars extra a month. What does that do to her? Yeah. Does she become a statistic in a in a body bag? Does she be, all of a sudden become responsible and go get herself a house? I mean, what happens with that? And and that's a, that's the problem I have with broad brush programs is that there may be people like me who. Right now, I don't need that that insertion of cash mm. because I, I I'm I'm okay. I, I squirrel cash, I squirrel money away for rainy days. I, I'm not saying I'm too proud to take it. I'm just saying that I try to prepare. Mm. Yeah, you know, we're You're responsible. I, well, I try to be, and I'm not saying people that don't 
have a, have a little bit of a cushion aren't responsible because mm-hmm. daily life happens. It's just that, you know, my needs and wants are different from other people's. I, sure. I, I like to work. My, my vice and drug of life right now is work. I love to work. Mm-hmm. I love to be at my shop. It may be 12 hours of work and two hours of Netflix, but I like to be there. So I don't mm-hmm. go out and go boating or I don't go out and go do the amusement parks or I don't go out and get my nails did. I mean, I, I, these, I, I don't spend money. So I, I have a little bit of cash, mm-hmm. a little bit of money. Uh, but the people that have a, a little higher maintenance life, you know, if they get, I mean, obviously that, that all that stuff's going to change with what's going on because, yeah. you know, we're just like with the, the increased uh, testing that we're having with the COVID I think you'll see the numbers start to creep up. You know, we, we, we I think we right now we probably have 20,000 confirmed cases or 20,000 con- confirmed and presumptive cases here nationwide. You look that up. I'm going to get a number for you. What, what site are you using, by the way? I'm just going to look at Google. What well, the, I, there's a website called worldometers.info that I've been looking at. And what it does, it actually compiles the uh, world numbers with all the presumptive cases. So it's a little higher than the CDC. Because oh. I you mentioned the last time the John Hopkins yeah one, that's but that's great like, dashboard yeah but it's it's worldwide it doesn't give you specific U S or at least I haven't been able to find it um, it does give you can actually there's a there's a tab in there that yeah, can well. actually gives you U S but uh, total 147,000 currently worldwide currently infected what, what, this is world what, worldwide what website is this this is World Meter uh, then we go. Okay, right. so there are currently 244,000 confirmed cases and 10,000 deaths as of March 19th. Um, you see cases by country. Now, that was currently... Well, we have 13,816 confirmed or confirmed and presumptive cases right now. Um, you see that under new cases, they update this daily. We actually had an influx of 4,500 new cases. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that all of a sudden we just had 4,500 people get sick. It's just the increased testing because they're getting right. the testing kits yeah. to the places. But the, the curve on this thing is ridiculous. You're going to see that. And actually, um, I'm not a Trumpkin. I, I, can, I can applaud him when he does great. I can also criticize when he doesn't. And mm-hmm. the one thing I can applaud is his last, his last week or last few days of press conferences he does every day. And... Um, one thing he said was, you know, him and his uh, – also his Dr. Burke, who is – I forgot what she does. But um, they said, don't be alarmed. You will see a spike in cases because all of a sudden we're doing drive-through testing now. Mm-hmm. We're doing rapid testing. So you're going to see numbers escalate because the general populace that may just thought they had a head cold and a fever or whatever it may be, they're, you know, they may test positive. So yeah. you're going to see an influx of cases. Well, yeah, and and I think Fauci said that, like, your numerator and your denominator, your denominator is going to keep going up. Your numerator is going to probably be slightly up, but not as much. So your percentage is going to go down right. for how many people. Because But going back to the – yeah, going back to the financial, I, I I can understand why Trump's doing it. And, I, and you know, there will be once, – once this happens, everybody everybody's like, yeah, please, please, please. Okay, and I can understand that. You know, I don't want the big corporate bailouts we had during 2008, you know, where – we're propping up industries that, you know, some of them probably needed to go bankrupt because they got so bloated with their infrastructure and um, their, just their structure of their companies. They should have gone belly up. I mean, like GM or Chevy. I mean, if you can't make a decent product and not have $4,500 worth of legacy care built into every car, 
then you should go belly up. You should go bankrupt mm. because that's a, not a smart way to do business. Like the two industries that they're really focusing on is airline and hotels. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot. We have a lot of rooms and beds in the hotel industry. We also have a lot of you know airlines out there and a lot of employees uh, that are that are uh, aligned with that you know the airline industry. So I can I can see that just because we don't want these companies to go up because once this resumes, you know, right now we're obviously day ten in North Carolina under this, you know, kind of mandatory six feet apart thing. Mm. And um, we're probably at day four under under the 15-day guidelines at the Surgeon General. And that may extend out. Oh, it's 100% so, going to extend, no extend one's, out. No one's asked for this. Mm. I mean, you know, um, so I can understand that. I mean, the oil industry is devastated right now yeah. in Houston. I mean, it is. Yeah. I, my heart and my heart and soul goes out to those guys and gals in the oil fields and oil industry period. I mean, even from down downstream from that where the piping or the engineering or architectural, yeah. I mean, they, these guys are being ravaged right now in Houston, uh, Louisiana area, you know, yeah. refineries and stuff like that. It's just, you know, it's going to take, it could take a while for those guys to recover. That was where the, one of the last places the housing bubble uh, popped mm-hmm. um, was in Houston because we were there the moment that we were started, we put our, House on the market, <clears throat> that's when it popped. You probably oh, caused it. You probably it. caused it. Probably did. Yeah, our little, tiny little house. Uh, but now it's the reverse opposite for them. Yeah. Like they're getting hit first and then the rest of the country. So um, shout out I, to you, Sketch. <laughs> look, I, I'm, I'm, you know what? If you want to give taxpayers their money back, well, hats off. As <laughs> long as all of a sudden we don't have a tax increase, a federal tax increase to help compensate for this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let's find, there, we spend, in our budget, we spend one we we collect one point three three trillion dollars in taxes federally every year, a little mm. over one point three trillion. I realize that's um, how much. So, and that's just that's income tax things like that. So we we collect that per year. That's just federal, federal. Yep. So um, our budget though is always one point four trillion or one point three. It's always over that amount. We can cut our budget. We don't need this and that. How about how about senators and congressmen take a pay cut? How about it? They don't need two hundred forty six thousand dollars a year. I mean, they don't need lifetime health care. Yeah, why? Don't, why doesn't Nancy Pelosi be like, you know, I tell you what, I don't need a salary. I got twenty six million dollars in the bank. I don't need a salary for the next year. I'm gonna help out. Can I do uh, a, the president? President, the, he does, he, current president. He, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't collect a salary. He actually donates his salary every does year. He, mm-hmm. he donates, we're, but, but we're still. Putting, giving that money somewhere. Yeah, but he donates it to, to charities. He's donating yeah. the money, look, but the I, government, look, we're still budgeting that for that. Sure. For him. And, you know, but, no, I, I totally agree with yeah. that. And, and 250000 uh, is that what it is? Uh, no, he's up to four forty. I think. Oh, Senator, senators, I think, are two fifty, two sixty now. Mm. Um, but they don't need it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they yeah. have, I mean, look, if you look at Nancy Pelosi's net worth right now, it would be it would be eye opening, and to earn that two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year and be in Congress seven hundred years, you know <laughs> that she's been there. I mean, you're not going to you're not going to equate the twenty six plus million dollars that she has in, in her kitty squirrel away at home. By the way, has anybody told Bernie Sanders that he's one of these rich millionaires that he's dogging? But he he doesn't rail on the millionaires anymore. He rails on just the billionaires. Oh, so this is by the way, this is Bernie's wet dream <laughs> right now. <laughs> I mean, you got to realize he is at home right now. Probably he's sit- loving life. He, yeah, he's probably sitting in a hot tub with rose petals and water, going, "Oh, my dream has come true." Oh, Government yeah. mandates, 
government control, government ceasing the means of production. This is my dream. I got it like I like it. Castro, <laughs> he, he, I'm telling you right now, he is probably has a Ouija board talking to Castro right now in hell. <laughs> why does he also, why does he also look like he's playing some invisible piano that we never see? <laughs> He's always doing this thing. I don't know, I don't, that's well, my Al Pacino slash Bernie Sanders. I don't know where that came from. He, uh, <laughs> I, man, that would, uh, you, y'all would ban me from the show if I gave you my two cents on that. But he, he is that ornery old fart that has to complain about everything. He's everything. he is the prototypical guy who stands and complains um, that he didn't get a senior discount on coffee at Walmart or uh, at McDonald's. McDonald's. He is that guy. Yeah, he is that guy. In, in meantime, I mean, I don't I, know. but I don't understand how you don't realize if you're going to make Amazon, Google, these these giant corporations pay their taxes, that at the end of the day, it's just going to make Amazon and Google pricing go up. Like, how do you know they're still going to make their bottom line right the exact same right? But now we're paying for, paying for more now. Well, um, it's because. These guys, uh, Bernie, AOC, uh, Talal, Talib, uh, mm. uh, the other one who just married her uh, brother. Who, no, one that was married to her brother who just married her campaign guy that wasn't cheating with him. Yeah, hey, so, buddy. Anyway, Omar, Ilan Omar. Uh, Omar. Um, yeah, they, they. I don't think they understand economics. Now, there's two schools 100%. of thoughts with economics. You have Keynesian economics, which is basically Bernie Sanders economics light. And then you have free market capitalism like Rothbardianism, where you actually believe that you, you can trickle down from the top. For example, if you have an employer of 500 people, you cut their taxes, all of a sudden they can innovate, grow R&D, and expand to 1,000. You know, uh, if you start at the bottom where the, where the workers control the means – then you never grow, and mm-hmm. they just don't understand. They don't understand that. And as a small business owner, I can tell you that if I had my taxes cut, or if it, industry down the road of you know employs a thousand people, all of a sudden their employees start making thirty thousand, and all of a sudden they're making forty thousand. They're going to go spend that money. Mm-hmm. They're not going to become any bigger savers with it. They're going to spend that money. They're going yeah. to go out and buy that leisure recreational vehicle, like a motorcycle. motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, they're going. To, they're going to frequent restaurants. Therefore, all of a sudden, if that one restaurant has a waiting line of two hours, there's going to be some other entrepreneur who goes. You know what? I'm going to go open a restaurant, and then you're going to have that people that people just don't see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Oh, by the way, speaking of restaurants, so, you yeah. know, North Carolina is in our mandatory lockdown for restaurants right now and bars, <laughs> yeah. and you can do carry out and to-go service, so uh, only. So, you know, if you're listening to this right now, and uh, unless we're under a nationwide lockdown, go out and frequent those restaurants. I know people are, you know, like me, I go to a grocery store, I see, you know, scraps. It looks like Venezuela or, you know, USSR, mm-hmm. um, Bernie's Wet Dream. Sure. It look You can't find anything. So basically you're eating vegan corn dogs, you know, whatever. So frequent the restaurants. Go get that extra pizza. Go. And you may be worried about your finances. I'm not saying go out and splurge. Right. But frequent those local restaurants. Even frequent the local franchisees like Chick-fil-A yeah. or all franchisees. Go, you know. Frequent that, like there's a guy here owns Ford McDonald's. He's feeding kids for free during yeah. during this crisis right now. And go frequent those guys. Um, you know, if you have a few extra bucks, make sure you tip the hospitality mm-hmm. industry because one hundred percent the hospitality industry, just like the restaurant or the airline and hotel industry, is being severely cut. 
yeah, you definitely you've got to <clears throat> tip your server or not your servers now your the people that are dropping that food off at the, the curbside. Yeah, sure. Make sure you you tip them very well. Also, just to point out, like you were saying, the world as we knew it before coronavirus is going to be completely different than after. You're going to see a lot of those mom and pop shops shut down. Those restaurants that you loved potentially could be gone. Like I think that, that the world as we know it is no longer going to be there. Um, something's going to be gone. When it's, when, it's definitely going to be reorganized. I yeah. think you're going to see. I think you're going to see a lot of companies innovate where they do a lot of think more things online. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a lot more churches that were on that cusp of like being bankrupt that'll be digital. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That that I think you're going to see that. I think you're going to see more. The big thing, like the the. Uh, um, every St. Patty's Day, there's a band I follow. It's an Irish punk band um, out of Boston called Dropkick Murphys. Well, every year they throw a um, St. Patty's Day fest at Boston Square Gardens. I think it's Boston Square Gardens. Where, wherever the big... In Madison Square Garden? No, it's, it's New York. Yeah. Anyway, they sell it out for two days straight. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. a massive St. Patty's Day party of music. Well, this year, obviously, with... Um, your six foot rule that is a small audience. They did it online, mm. and it was a massive success. I mean, between the, mm. just Facebook Live, Instagram Live, and YouTube, mm. and um, so I think that's going to be a gateway for mm. other people um, to watch, and you'll start to see paywalls go up in the future. Sure, yeah, well, you pay all- for that, but then only you don't have to pay twelve dollars for Budweiser while you're there. <laughs> that's true. So I think, um, there, I think one. yeah, I think there's gonna be a lot of innovations with that. Well, all those companies that say, "Well, you can't work from home," now all of a sudden can't say that, right? Because well, now think, they're sending their employees yeah, home. I, I think they're. I think a lot of companies will see that it is better to streamline, not to have the big square footage of space mm-hmm. for offices. And yeah. you can actually invest in the technology to actually have people work at their house. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be curious to see what, like, the productivity levels look like. Like, is the same work getting done in less hours, potentially, I don't, through I don't online know. collaboration? I mean, d- different industries will be affected yeah. differently. Well, also, even, but even your demographics in your house, where if you have a parent, a single parent with two kids, or if you have a, you know, a, a family where you have two parents and they have two kids, like, does that one parent who works for an HR department who is doing online, do they get more work done in eight hours or does it spread over 14 hours because they're having to stop and go turn on Netflix and go make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or mm-hmm. pull a Cheeto out of Susie's nose hole or, you know. You sure. Know. Well, they're working probably the same number of hours, but it's spread out. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, does something for your morale anyway. Yeah. Like, like there's but, you know, cultures think, that, yeah, like no, siestas I, but, in Mexico, you know, you, from like two to five every day. No, I think, work, I, you know? I think a lot of employers will see the value, especially if you rank employee happiness, because mm-hmm. I guarantee they'll say they'll probably do some type of survey. The, the, the companies that are leading edge will do a survey of finding out how you had a mother who had to return after giving birth to the second, third kid. Mm-hmm. And they really wanted to be a stay at home mom, but they couldn't do it economically. But all of a sudden you can tele telecommute to work mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, does that person's happiness, because they do get to be there, they do get to juggle. I think you're going to see a lot of drastic changes coming yeah. coming from this. And I, from the one good thing that's coming out of this, I think you will I, I think you'll see the world a better place as far as um, innovation that mm-hmm. comes out of this. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I, I think you will probably see a stop of, well, at least a pause in stupid laws. For example, like the ELDs, the electronic logs for drivers, I think you'll see a pause. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be reevaluated. Um, Maine just ha- was supposed to have the first of, I think, first of April, um, the new uh, banning of plastic single-use bags in grocery stores. Well, they mm. put a pause on that because there are actually studies that said, you know, uh, reusable bags actually transmit pathogens way more than a single-use plastic bag. So mm. uh, some of these stupid laws that we have uh, to, wow. to capitulate to people who are, you know, greenies, I, I think you'll see a lot of these things reevaluated because guess what? We, we'll we'll whoop this coronavirus's ass this time, sure. but there will be a new strain of something else. It may not happen for another 10 years or 20 right. years, but we'll see another yeah. one of these things that happens. Sure, 100%. And, and I work from home uh, 100% of the time, and I have for the past, you know, six, seven years. And, and I'll say, if I were looking for another job and I had to go into the office, because I evaluated, like, is this worth me going into the office? And another 10 grand? Sounds like a lot, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I wouldn't take that at all to go, have to go into the office every day, clock in my time, and leave. Wear pants. Wear pants. Um, Good point. There, I mean, there there's so many positive things, and like you said, it may take me a little bit longer. Guys, I am more busy now, and I work in, in HR outsourcing. I'm biz- more busy now than I was a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, so I'm putting in more hours. I'm doing more things, but you're right. Like, it may take me... You know, I may be logged in 10 hours or 12 hours, but, you know, I'm getting in eight hours of work, but I'm also throwing in a load of laundry and I'm making baby formulas, mm-hmm. you know, getting the bottles ready and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I may be there a little bit longer, but, you know, I'm able to do all these other things, too. But I think you're, you know, I think your level of happiness or level of stress sure. is totally different. Yeah. I mean, I think, but also in this economy, you'll see when... It, I don't like the government that picks winners and losers. And that goes back to the auto industry, the mm-hmm. airline industry, because, you know, I don't want to federalize anything. I think companies, you know, Continental or whoever, American Airways, whatever, you know, the, the United, United, Southwest. Delta, you know, these guys, yeah. they should have enough cash squirrel, squirreled away to be able to weather a storm. Sure. You know what I'm saying? They, uh, if you're running a business where you like, I mean, you're floating cash. And that's what small businesses do. Mm-hmm. They float. They rob Peter to pay Paul on mm-hmm. months. But the, these big guys, they should have if, they, if they are like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if we can pay Becky this month. I mean, they don't need to be Sell an airplane. They, yeah. They, <laughs> they, that or, hey, you know what? We're going to, you know, we're going to work twice as hard. You know, that's what the I have Southern to do. Southern Friday airplane. <laughs> Let's do it. Remember Hooters Air? I don't know if they're still in business yeah. or not. <laughs> You never heard of that? No. Uh, Hooters, the restaurant chain, yeah. the owner actually developed his own airline, and it, they did direct flights from like Greenville, Charlotte to Myrtle Beach of for for golf or trips. Or yeah, yeah, it's all golfing <laughs> yeah. destinations. Okay. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I will, th- I, I think through this economy, just taking, for example, taking a look at the restaurant industry. Yeah, okay? I'm going to bring that up. I think you will see people that innovate quicker mm-hmm. and adapt quicker will be in a leg up in the next economy i think you see realtors who actually do 
the Zoom videos. Like we'll schedule Zoom or FaceTime chats to show a house off. Those guys will be fine. Yeah, uh, I'm actually but getting ready to implement a virtual showroom at my dealership where I do mm. the FaceTime or Zoom for potential customers because there's a lot of people that want to buy still, but they may not want to come out. They may mm. not want to expose themselves. Well, yeah, that's for you especially. It'd be not a big deal to videotape. Just take a 360 around a bike. You know, but also they want. But do you do for, curbside service too, where you just? I will, burp I'll even deliver. But but <laughs> throw the keys at you from the window. <laughs> well, I do have a hazmat suit, but I think the guys like you know, for example, myself, I will do a virtual walk around tour live with a customer. They want, they still want that experience. They mm-hmm. may not want the interaction one on one. They still want that experience. Could you attach? Like your phone to the front of the bike and go for a test drive. I have no problem doing that every day. Um, I will, Would, yeah, I volunteer myself. For yeah. that. But is there like even in when people want to like see it in person? Mm-hmm. Are you still still having to to rethink like, hey, you can come into the shop between this time and this time, and I'll be well right now. Be, okay, you know, outside. I have you know I have my transplant center right now who is telling me, you know, stay fast, wash hands, you know, the, the general things, mm-hmm. you know. Um, clean underwear or whatever they tell you. And then my wife, who is like the CDC Nazi, who's like, <laughs> you need to quarantine yourself, shut down business right now. Let's wait it out in our bunker. Well, I've got to kind of, I've got to kind of manage those two things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand her concern. Sure. I do, because if I get sick, I'm a baby. Number one, I'm a baby when I get sick. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. We all are. Yeah. It's the man flu. Well, man, flu man flu is real. Yeah. The man kung flu is real too, <laughs> but but you know, especially you with your hypochondria. Yes, yeah, sure. um, kung man flu. Uh, it could be. Does dot com? But I think you know uh, she concern, she's concerned because yeah. I'm predisposed to you know um, no longer be a part of the show. <laughs> so, right. so so I can understand it's her. A worry. Serious issue for you. Like it, it, it is. It, could be, it is. It but could, you know, um, it is. But I, I've I. I'm not like one of the spring breakers when I'm throwing caution to the wind and mm-hmm. just going out and licking, you know, I'm not, I'm not going out and licking a grocery store carts or anything mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, I do take caution. So I've had to modify my business too to where mm-hmm. um, it's appointment only or, you know, call in, things like mm-hmm. that. And uh, once I explain my situation to people, they're very understanding mm-hmm. of what's going on. So, but I have the luxury of that. I, you know, uh, the guy who works at the grocery store doesn't have the luxury sure. of that. He gets yeah. to see all the weirdos and, you know, and, plastic one-use bags with a N95, you know, construction mask on. Hookline and Heroes is a 501c3 nonprofit based in Charlotte, North Carolina, founded in 2017 to show God's love and appreciation for our disabled and PTS military veterans. They provide professionally guided fishing trips to nominated veterans at no cost to the veteran. Hookline and Heroes has provided over 30-plus trips around the Carolinas since their founding. From red fishing down in Charleston to striper fishing on Lake Norman, and even offshore fishing down in Florida. Each trip is a one-on-one experience with a member of the organization aiming to provide a day of fun and relaxation on the water and begin a lifelong relationship with them. Each veteran leaves the day with a fully stocked tackle box, rod and reel, apparel, a Bible, and a daily devotion to to kickstart their new hobby and build their relationship with God. Please take the time to visit their website at hooklineandheroes.org to hear and learn more about them. You can help in many ways by nominating a veteran you know through their website, join their monthly giving program, Healing Heroes, 
or send a one-time personal or corporate donation. You'll also be happy to hear that they are completely volunteer-run and nearly 100% of your donations goes directly towards providing trips for the veterans. Be sure to follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn to see their veteran stories and to show your support. Yeah. Well, speaking about small business, um, I'm going to take a pause at this point, and we're going to have uh, Chris um, Abney from Red Hill. He's actually going to be joining us on the phone uh, to talk about how he's pivoting um, as a small business with a brewery. We have uh, on the phone with us Chris Abney, the the owner of Red Hill Brewery, and we actually, in studio, we have this fantastic, it's Dolomite Imperial Stout that we were drinking that I picked up uh, before we started the show. Chris, this is a phenomenal beer. Tell us, one, a little bit about it and uh, the, the story behind Dolomite. Well, I know that, JT, you are a fan of uh, bourbon aged stouts or barrel aged stouts. So uh, your honest yes, opinion, I'd like to hear it. Are, you really do like it? I, I really do. And we were talking a, bit, a little bit about the show uh, before the show. Like It's it's very reminiscent, and uh, Brian, you said the same thing, of the Goose Island. Mm-hmm. Not as thick, but that could be a good thing. Yeah, it's not as heavy. I, feel right. like I can I can drink a pint of this or two, as I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so easier it, than. It's funny because the beer. Um, if you've had our regular Dolomite, uh, and if you've had any of our last batch, and I think you have JT, it uh, it was had a bigger body on it, and when we put it in that barrel, um, the yeast kept churning away at it, um, and mm. it, that's why it thinned out because it sat for three months in that barrel. You know, and it's it's still a live organism that's in there. We don't pasteurize it before we put it in the barrel. Um, the the yeast strain that we use on that on dolomite is a very aggressive um, Norwegian yeast strain called Kavik. It's hitting right now um, because Kavik is not, um, or how do I say this? It does not produce a lot of off flavors at varying temperatures, which makes it easy for okay. guys like me who has te- who has fermenters. That I can't control. I have a few fermenters that I can't control temperature on. Then as soon as you strain, I don't have to worry about it. I can put it in and ferment at 85 degrees, and it's going to give me good, clean flavor, right? Well, mm. it's it's also very aggressive, so it's going to chew up everything that's in there. It doesn't leave uh, usually a big, full-bodied beer. I'm able to manipulate the recipe that you normally get out of Dolomite so that you perceive um, you know, uh, some thickness and some mouthfeel. Um, and that's perfect for fresh beer. And it's, you know, um, how I'm able to brew the beer and let it come out fresh so that when you're tasting it, it's full. But as it sat in that barrel, man, it just like a good wine dried out. And it was, it's really cool because what it did is it really brought out the oak I taste in it and the, uh, mm-hmm. the charcoal, um, kind of the burnt marshmallow, the really deep, rich coffee notes in it, um, some chocolate notes. Um, and then bourbon at the very end is what I taste, or it's alcohol, it's boozy, is what I tell people. Mm-hmm. It's just very boozy. The reason, and people say, oh, there, more, um, there must be more alcohol on it because it's not in the barrel. That's not true. I, there might be some residual alcohol that actually gets in it. But by and large, and pound for pound, the amount of alcohol that gets absorbed in that is negligible. Your perception of the alcohol is the big deal. It's the flavors that you're getting out of mm-hmm. that barrel and the aroma that you're getting that makes you feel like you actually are drinking bourbon um so in its own right you know jt you're oh i think we're all whiskey fans 
I know we're Oxford mm-hmm. fans, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. There's inside jokes there. Um, being being a whiskey fan, like I'm drinking right now as we talk, this Maker's Mark cast drink. Um, I've heard good things about this, and I just love the idea that I'm drinking something that really wasn't messed with when it came out of the barrel, or if I get my barrel proof. Mm you know, a bottle of whiskey that's that barrel is completely unique to your drinking experience. And you'll never taste one except for those X amount of bottles ever again. That's quite like it. And so what we have, have out of that Dolomite is the same experience. Um, You'll never get that same Dolomite like it is sat in that uh, Southern grace bourbon barrel for three months. And how cool is it? Yeah. It's not as thick, but man, it's fantastic. I mean, it's yeah. killer. I'm so proud of that beer. I'm just yeah. so proud. The only regret I have is that I didn't let it sit a year. Mm. Uh, two questions. One, uh, who was asking for more ca- cowbell in the back? Um, <laughs> 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 it, like, we're hearing like the ding, ding, ding. It sounds like somebody's playing uh, wanting cowbell. Oh, Ethan's eating a bowl of cereal right next to me. <laughs> there it is. There it is. It's like a oh, spoon of ice cream. Keep, was he's my keeping guess. a beat, though. Yeah. <laughs> he was he's yeah, shoveling that cereal. If I, wasn't, <laughs> if I didn't have my earphones in, my earbuds in, um, that would completely annoy me. You know, the spoon, the spoon <laughs> on the side of the bowl, I can't. I just can't. I mean, he's he's picking yeah. it up and putting it down. I will say that. There it is. There it is. <laughs> well, he knows we're talking about him now. <laughs> sure. What's, what's the normal ABV on the Dolomite? 11%. And and wow, and so this is the exact same, but you like you said, it's it's the perception of its bourbon barrel barrel age. Actually measuring so that is is complicated. Um short of sending it off to a laboratory laboratory and actually putting a microscope on um experts. Um we just and we just know we're not getting anything of significance out of it, so we left gotcha. it eleven percent. I mean, the worst that it's gonna be JP is like eleven and a half. Oh wow, okay. And from when I picked this up, you had six four packs left of this Mm -hmm. stuff. So if you want it, you need to buy it at Red Hill. How do people buy your product now at this point besides just coming up to the store? You kind of had to change. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's it's ever changing. In fact, as we're talking, I'm going to see if I can. I don't know if I can get out of Skype and read at the same time, but I just okay. got noticed that the city of Concord is declaring a state, state or a emergency. city of emergency, if you will. <laughs> mm. Right. Or I guess state. So, yeah. It's not a noun. It's a, it's a being. So yeah, it's still a state of emergency. And, and they're talking about, uh, parks and businesses specifically. So I've got to read through this and see, because it could alter, uh, what I'm able to do tomorrow. Um, okay. But we can talk about what I'm doing now and how you're able yeah. to get it up to this moment in time. You know, obviously, yeah. events in the world are unfolding as they are. Um, I'm not one to get into, um, at least publicly, talking about whether I believe in it all or not. It doesn't really matter because we're being forced to react. And especially with the business, this business is my livelihood. It's my boy's mm-hmm. livelihood. It is everything I've ever owned has been put into this. Um, and the thought of uh, folks not coming up to my tap room um, and us sharing what we do with them um, definitely makes me want to drink more of this Maker's Mark. <laughs> so, 
So we, we um, actually, on Monday, before um, any uh, governor proclamation came down, thought it would be prudent to read the tea leaves and close down to give us time to prepare accordingly. Um, and we were, well, we were the first in the, in the county to close. And uh, we went and declared it, and they gave us a little bit of time to prepare and say, okay, what's the plan? How can we salvage the week? How can we help the community? And we were able to roll out on Tuesday, albeit clunky and odd, and it caused a lot of work. But it was tremendous to be able to start telling folks, hey, you can't come in here and get our beer out of taps, but I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to can every beer that is sitting in a keg right now, and we're going to stock our fridge, and you can take Red Hill home. Um, you know, and it's no different than anybody else was doing. Um, for mm-hmm. us, just logistically and the type of equipment we have and the, the manpower it was going to take to make it happen um, was you, you feel that pressure a little bit more than if I had certain machinery and if I had a large workforce. My, my workforce is, you know, three of us and Molda's son. So, mm-hmm. but we made it happen um, and we made it available. And the, the best part about it was the support, the outpouring of support we got from our patrons, our fans, and even some new people who just saw and said, you know what? I think this would be a nice opportunity to try what you do. And nice. um, we delivered, we offered curbside, we made it safe so that if you did not, if you definitely are following social distancing rules, um, that you never had to touch us. You never had to touch money. You never even had to get out of your car that we would just show up there, put it in your back seat, and, um, air pump you instead of fist pump you. Now you just, you know, you got six feet of a fist pump that you don't really touch anymore and right. you can go on your way. And it's been great, man. We've been hustling. Um, today we un- unrolled our, our bike program. So we're riding bikes all downtown Concord, um, delivering and, um, we're just having fun with it. We're not, it's not about Red Hill making profit because we definitely are not making any profit. Um, but, mm. you know, cash flow is a big deal and being able yeah. to, everything that we sold this week um, is going to be a paycheck for the few employees that we have. Um, that's sure, literally what it would be. So it's like everything that we poured into Tuesday through today will ensure that my guys are going to get a little bit of money next week. Um, mm. <clears throat> that's huge. I mean, that's huge yeah. to me. So your original question, and I don't mean to ramble, um, but it, about Dolomite. So all of our cans and what we have left, we, we have a link. It's on our uh, website. It's on our all our social media links. You can go. It tells you what the inventory is. We had some glitches with it we've been working through because it's, it's a new thing that we had to roll out and learn on the go as it was happening in real time, of course. But you can go on there if you want to get the bourbon barrel aged stout. You know, we, we it was never intended to go in cans. It was always going to be tap room only, and uh, we, we had to adjust. And that has been Murph is always our biggest seller. The Rye Hops and You is a tremendous beer, and as it sits, mm-hmm. it just keeps getting better. Gosh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in love with that beer. But um, we are down to I think now four four packs. That's it. That's all we got the bourbon wow. barrel aged. It's sad. Because we'll never have it again. But uh, if you want, producer it, Brian right now is getting out his uh, his cell phone to make 
to make that order. <laughs> it's uh, that's all we got. It'll and it'll it'll come back. I mean, we're going to definitely be brewing dolomite again, and we will do a lot more barrel aging now that we know what we're doing. I um, mean, it worked. Uh, Chris, can you guys still brew at this point? You will you still be able to go in and still be able to make the beer? That's my plan. I haven't been okay. told I can't. I mean, the only thing that would stop that is a mandatory uh, shelter-in-place quarantine. Okay. Uh, it's happened, you know, that's in Italy. It's, it was in China. Mm-hmm. It's in California right now. I think San Francisco, they're doing it. And this Nevada. is a, you have to sit inside doors closed unless it's essential. And if it is essential, you better be able to prove it's essential, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Is- I have no idea. I actually talked to a police officer today who came in to buy some beer. I said, <laughs> so, like, am I going to be able to sneak up here and brew my beer if this happens mm. you know i need to know because yeah honestly jt that we are we've come to grips with the fact that we know this is at least a two-week event and it's probably going to be more if you look at the trends and again you read those tea leaves we're looking at a month okay um before anything settles down whether it's real or not all that's up for debate the hysteria and all that's involved in it that we can talk about that another time, but we know for a fact we will not be able to open our tap room for normal business again for at yeah. least a month. It's at yeah. least a month based on what we're seeing. Okay. Um, if the best thing that Red Hill or any brewery can do is to brew beer and to get it stored mm-hmm. away because we have to be prepared for yeah. when everything is over with and life gets back to normal. Yeah, people are going to want to come out. And this will be a good time where you can kind of maybe get a little bit ahead of the curve, right? Where you can you can brew it, you can store it, you can be ready for it when when that happens. Absolutely. But it's a, it's also yeah. a double-edged sword. And here's the problem. And a lot of businesses are going to be struggling with this. We have to decide how much money we're willing to spend out of what we currently have, which most small businesses, we're week to week anyway. So it's not much, yeah. right? You count on your weekly sales to be able to, you know, buy your cost of goods, your your supplies, the, the things that go into your product. Um, I can't brew beer without grain, hops, and yeast. Uh, so sure. at what point, like if my revenue dries up, this week has been nice. I can buy a few extra supplies. All right. It got me through. Um what happens when they really shut it down and now mm-hmm. you don't have the working capital to buy your brewing ingredients that you need to be able to brew, to store up for when you open again. And so it's not just about these few weeks that we're out. It's about the four five, six, eight weeks or however long it takes after the fact, when companies are trying just to get that engine running again, mm-hmm. Um, it's tough, man. It's, I feel, I just, my heart goes out to everybody, because uh, everyone in the small business world and the big business world, I mean, I mean, you look at the airlines and people are losing, you know, hundreds of million dollars, millions of dollars a day because no one's flying. It's, it's tough. It's a tough, tough situation. I'm sure. I don't know. Don't have an answer. Is- I'm trying to be prepared. Just trying to be prepared. Yeah. Well, and this is a question for Mojo and and for you. Like, how long is too long for most businesses, do you think? Small businesses. One week. A week. One week. Absolutely. I I think, like like Chris said, basically, if you sell – this isn't numbers. This is just an artificial number. If you sell $1,000 
in goods, like in a restaurant business, you know, 300 bucks of that goes to pay for more food next mm-hmm. week. The other 300 bucks goes probably to labor mm-hmm. and the other hundred bucks goes to taxes and whatever. So you're needing that revenue, constant revenue. Um, like I said, in this economy, you'll have people better positioned at the end of it, at the end of this, this mm-hmm. quarantine or virus than others. You'll mm-hmm. see some, you'll see winners and losers pick. And it's not the econ- it's not the government picking them. This it not the consumer picking them. It's the ones who didn't have overburdened debt and didn't mm-hmm. have overburdened inventories. They couldn't get rid of, or, you know, stagnant this or that. So, um, like uh, we were talking earlier, Chris, I think the people who innovate quicker are the ones who can survive. You may not, granted, you may not be able to put enough pocket to take the kids to, di- you know, in, to take the kids to Disney World after sure, this, sure. but you may be able to have enough to buy the extra bag of such and such for your product or, you know, another a pallet of cans or, you know, whatever it may be. I think you, 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 you can position yourself to, to, make the end of the curve. And I think that um, I applaud what you're doing because I was looking, look, I was watching your Facebook post today and obviously you're very heavily tied into the Cabarrus County community as far as uh, beer drinkers and craft community. Um, some of the guys haven't, some of the guys mm-hmm. have been slower to change. Um, they, or they may not have that loyal following that you guys do. One thing, I, uh, one thing I always love having you on the show is because you over explain everything and a lot of people like me, I love the technicalities of how the sausage is made. And I think you do a, a, a mm-hmm. phenomenal job of presenting that. Um, and I appreciate I, it. I mean, we're, yeah, no, but, but the innovation part, like, you know, seeing the picture of the bicycle rider today. Yeah. I don't know how much, I don't know how far he can pedal his ass, but <laughs> you well, I know, we, got we, on that thing yesterday to test it out. I put beer on the back and I rode it from Red Hill down to the uh, South Union food line. Um, I just got to say, I'm not, my butt's out of shape. God almighty, well, that beer, well, I, I sat down and drink a beer. It was the, it, right, the rye beer is already delicious, but that was the best beer I've ever had at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will I will nominate our friend, mutual friend, Tim, because he peddled his oh, ass yeah. 60, 70 miles on a <laughs> given Saturday just for, for no kicks and giggles. So. You can do. You can just hire Tim, and he'll well, just go I, do that. That's a beer really good idea. I didn't. Yeah, per, per, yeah. yeah. Producer Brian's out because he can't do a pull up, and then I'm right. injured. For, I, I injured a hammy trying to change a tire today. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris, you you are kind of ahead of the curve, I think, with with that innovation. One uh, small suggestion I thought that might help is maybe you can get mini cans and uh, sell those to the schools. Uh, you know, for the school lunch program. Sell them with beer? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Well, hold on, no, hold on. I'm, I'm gonna throw one. I'm gonna throw one word out to you that worked in the twenties for nine years or eight years. Speakeasy. Oh yeah, yeah. like the hidden like secret you're not knock. To... Secret knock. Mm-hmm. Now, now listen. Here it is. We've got eleven people in here. <laughs> right. I, look, I'm telling you right now. The first bar that does that in the local community will probably be. Mm. They'll probably In thrive. Jail. <laughs> no, look, hey, I got a lady. I got a lady who sells crack near my corner on my business. I think, and she's there every day selling yeah. crack. So I mean, hey, she's life is short. Yeah, it's she, not fun, man. 
That's right. <laughs> so thanks for bringing that hashtag back. Uh, Chris, is like this delivery thing, like, is this something that we think will end after, after everything gets back to normal? Or is this something that you could keep going and keep doing? Well, at first, before I answer it, I'll say it, I appreciate the words. It's not innovative. Everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing the same thing, and everyone's adjusting. But you were ahead of it, though. Um, you were ahead of it. I mean, yeah, maybe. Sure. A lot of other breweries were. Um, everyone is is everyone I've seen is trying to figure out how to survive. That's what you have to do. And you know, my buddy Joey likes to say that you you can't grow unless you're uncomfortable. It's not possible. Yeah. Um, and this is a, a, a gut check time for not just breweries. It's all business, all individuals yeah. everywhere. This is, this is, you're going to find out what you're made of. And, you know, our, we have multiple generations of people that never gone through anything of significance of trauma to help them grow. Um, and, and now we've got it, you know, there's a silver lining there because I believe in America always proves its resiliency. I believe that we'll come out on the other side better. And you have to believe that because if you don't, you're just going to go into a state of depression anyways. Um, so we're going to, we're going to fake that till we make it right. And we're going to figure yeah. out ways. I'm not going to sit on my butt. And I know all my peers in the industry are not either. We're going to figure out um, what we can do to survive. And it, it sounds selfish, you know, and that's something I've wrestled with the last few nights is, I don't want to come across as like I'm begging people to give me money because the people who have bought our beer this week are also in dire straits. They're also looking at weeks without paychecks. And, um, you know, how do I ask them to come help my business survive? Why am I more important than them? I'm not, you know, so you got to be very careful how you do that. And let me, let me, let me stop you there. I think and, uh, just be, you. let me stop you there, Chris. I think you, but I think, for you, you're a unique position because a lot of people look at you as a community center, as a source of therapy. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you're the just general spot that they may frequent every two weeks. You're something that they look forward to. So if they if people value that, they they will invest their limited capital to keep you there. Sure, and we and we've definitely seen that, and so. To to the question about, uh, you know, will these changes and, and the things that you've seen stay, uh, JT, I actually believe that you're going to see more of this from everybody um, in every industry. I, I felt like our society was already kind of going to this, um, and I don't know the word, the technical word. I got a buddy who would know exactly what this is, but this society where we're really inside more than we're outside, everything that we want is at our fingertips, whether it's through the PlayStation, a handheld device like our phone, uh, through uh, sourcing, you know, entertainment through Netflix and you know Disney Plus, where we have progressively stopped being outside. Amazon has totally uh, brought that to the forefront with its ability to give you everything you need. You never have to go shopping. Sure. You know, this was this already existed, and kind of the last piece of that puzzle is your entertainment side. We still go to concerts, we go to restaurants, we go to bars, and we look for this, these social gatherings um, you know, to get away from the home. And what I see about to happen, and I do I honestly believe this is a... this. I told Austin, this is a moment in time. This is like BC-80 stuff. This is 9-11. Yeah. This is Cold War. This is World War II. 
it's everything. This is a moment in time where life before does not look like life after. Okay. So what do we do? Be prepared, see it, come up with a plan. I think you're going to see a lot more of this curbside delivery, people not wanting to be out so much. Like, I'm so proud of the girl, Kat, who does our yoga stuff all during the week. And man, all week, she's been just Skyping in people to do her yoga classes. She came up to our place on Tuesday by herself, um, you know, and recorded her doing the dance class. And she had multiple people signing in. They want to do the dance class. You know, now they can't touch each other, but they're still seeing each other to get in that social experience. But they're doing it from home. Um, and I think that's just going to continue. And we're going to be in that kind of like Wally world, if you will, if you've guys seen Wally, mm-hmm. um, that's coming. I believe it. I, w- I wonder if, um, I wonder if local breweries who have, for example, you have the yoga night where, you know, you buy your four pack of beer, you get to join this private Facebook live group to enjoy the yoga. Or if you, you buy a four pack of beer or whatever, you know, nominal amount that you mm-hmm. want to do to contribute to that. Plus, you know, you get to enjoy the local artist and you get to uh, a private invite to the this group that you can see mm-hmm. live cast. See, yeah. I wonder if it's going to be the exact opposite because we we're going to be so isolated that when it's over, we're going to crave that personal connection with somebody outside of our, our little group. So we're going to want to go hang out with those people. I think there's a lot of people who will be like that. I'm not saying the bars go away. Hmm. Not at all. Um, But if you watch the, I will, I I don't mind saying the word hysteria because that's what I see. This is now maybe the hysteria is warranted. And again, I'm not trying to get into that argument. I don't want to be in that argument at this point. I don't, I don't even care anymore. Um, But the hysteria itself is real. And, the majority, it seems like there is a mass part of our population that is buying into it. And so how does that ever go away? If, if, if we are claiming that this moment in history is as big as it is, I don't know. I think about, you know, Lord of the Rings and I'm now I'm just dropping references. This is great. Cause I'm drinking, <laughs> I've been drinking all day. I'm, <laughs> um, dro- I'm thinking Frodo and Lord of the Rings. And he tells Sam when he's, he's going to get on the ships and sail off. Um, and Sam's like, what in the world right at the end? And he's like, look, there's just some things you can't come back from. And right. what I'm seeing happening right now, I'm like, how do you ever come back? How do some people yeah. come back? Um, people are I mean, losing this, their minds. We said the same thing on 9-11. Like, and, and it is. There, it is a defining factor. Uh, and and we, we look at, at time as before 9-11 and after 9-11. But 9-11 changed thing. everything. It, it, it did. Look it at did. how we operate in the airports now. Um, look how we operate towards uh, Middle Eastern, uh, the people. Um, look how it's actually flipped on itself from that decade into this decade. And it was that decade that perpetuated mm-hmm. how now there's this like reverse narrative that um, you know, you shoot after nine eleven, man, we were profiling everybody. Um, I'm not making that right. I'm not saying that was right, but now you can't, right. you can't even look at someone of the same race the wrong way. And all of a sudden you're, you're being labeled. Um, but you know, there's, there's consequences and there's results to all these events. And the point being all of that, that is not a political statement. That's not any mm-hmm. views on my part. That's my disclaimer. 
I ain't letting anyone know what I think or feel. Um, but the point is, as as a society who has business that helps kind of prop up our, who definitely props up our economy, right? Sure. And these businesses have their own families to feed. We have to be ready to react and adjust. That's the cool thing about America is despite whatever we believe or whatever troubles we come in contact with, most of the time we have figured out a way to kind of come together and reinvent ourselves into something better. But I think this is a prime opportunity right now to do away with regulations. I think, for example, someone in your someone in your business, for example, imagine if you could pair up with Gianni's Pizza Hut across, you know, the Pizza Palace, or whatever it is, across the street, Pizza Loft, that's it, mm-hmm. and say, I tell you what, today we're doing a special twenty bucks. You get a, you know, two pack, you know, two cans of Red Hill this and a large pizza delivered. Yep. But we can't do that because we can't deliver alcohol. Imagine if we eliminated that that regulation to deliver alcohol, or just even say you did solo yourself. You know where? So you know, actually, uh, I, and I found out. You know, it. I actually I went into the week thinking I'm. I guess I'm not going to worry about the rules, and um, I'll, I'll wait till someone tells me I can't because we're in desperation mode, right? As all businesses right. are, we're going to figure out whatever we got to do, however we got to do it. If I'm doing something wrong, I'm not doing it on purpose, and I'll I'll adjust. But I I did find out this week that. Um, what we're doing is not illegal, and you are allowed to deliver beer. But some, well, I'm saying some st- some states aren't. And uh, for example, yes. Texas just put a moratorium on their ABC laws, to where actually restaurants uh, they actually have a little bit di- different stricter policy than we do here in North Carolina, to where actually restaurants can deliver. For example, someone okay. wants you know uh, a, a pound of beef brisket and a six pack of Bud Light. That the that restaurant actually can deliver all of that versus your point being uh, just let business run and stop getting in the way. Um, and I, I think agree. you're yeah. I think your last part, get out of the way, yep. is what we need right now. Well, and I, mean, I, I think I heard today they're passing. I mean, Trump put or the Senate's putting through, and Trump's going to sign it. And I don't, I don't envy his position at all. But you know, a trillion dollar stimulus package, and as a, a good libertarian, I'm looking at that going wonderful. That's my great grandchildren will never pay that off. Um, <laughs> but how do you not do something at the same time? It's it's it, it's it sucks. That is an awful position. I think, to be I, think in. I said the yeah. I think I, I said the same thing earlier. Instead of giving us money, I almost would rather them just to get out of the way, stop taxing us. You know, re- get rid of all the regulations and all the taxes, and just let people flourish. Because if we're allowed to do that. We'll we'll bounce back really quick, right? I would much rather it be like that because it's the same money. Um, it's just a matter of who, who you owe it to and who pays for it. Yeah, I, anyway, I think now, that, now I'm rambling. Yeah, no, I, I think that you got to think about the workers that don't have jobs. Pour another so. glass. There. Absolutely, yeah. and that fact, that's where I think government here. can. You know, that is the job of government to take care of us when they we can't. To help when we can't, not take care of us, but to help, um, not to run our lives, not to be in control of us um, mm. ever, and not to bail us out all the time. Um, but in dire situations, and right now, hey, if the, if the coronavirus is a real thing, if this thing is going to be killing a lot of people, uh, we pay taxes as federal government. Um, time to step up. Let's do well, something. I think you, but yeah, but like you said, get out of the way. Just like uh, once again, for 
anyone who may fast forward to this part, uh, I'm not a Trumpkin. So, but when Trump says, you know, when the, he's being grilled by the, you got your moment reporters, um, you know, he, they're stating, well, why haven't you gotten more ventilators? Well, we'd love to have ventilators, but we have these regulations that have been imposed on us by previous administrations, mm. you know, before us, we can't produce a hundred thousand ventilators overnight because we have these regulations. Same mm. thing for small business. Get out of the way. Let these guys figure out what they need to do. Yeah, that's why to, I don't stay, I, to, stay alive. to ever be in the conversation about being a Trump guy or a, a Democrat guy. It's all irrelevant because they've all been duping us for a very long time. It doesn't matter who it is. They're, you're exactly right. They they've got control. There's way too much regulation. Um, you know, our hands are tied behind our backs, um, and it doesn't matter who's in the office. That has never changed. Hasn't changed in a long time. So, mm-hmm. um, best thing they can do right now is to absolutely help those who need the help. If you got to send out money to people, so be it. I look. Hey, I'll I'll pay more taxes to make sure that the people who need the help need it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't. I will budget. <laughs> I will absolutely shut my doors if it absolutely meant that I could save one person's life. I'll do that. I don't mm-hmm. mind doing that. That's the moral thing to do. Uh, but sure. but once, you know, when this event, whatever it is, when the event, and I'm, another movie reference I'm thinking of is um, uh, The Happening in Night Shyamalan. I don't know if you ever saw that. I love his movies. But the event that's happening. I, that is I happening didn't see right that one. I was, I was scared watching the, like, the long It's, uh, it's, like, oh, it's a little freaky. That. It didn't get good reviews <laughs> or anything, but it's, I like it. I like those stupid, corny, but kind of sci-fi weird movies. Um, but that's what's happening right now. We got this event happening. Whenever it is over, I want them to take a step back. I want them to shrink. Um, you know, what a great time to abolish. I won't say their name because they're probably listening in, but get rid of that yeah. organization that comes around and makes our lives miserable every year. Uh, that, sure. This would be the time, man. You want to stimulate the economy? Get out of the way. Uh, I think it was uh, our great leader dmx that says move mm, get out the way I think that was <laughs> dolomite dolomite's <laughs> my name and messing up messing is messers game. is my game <laughs> uh so i'll encourage all of our, our listeners <laughs> do not go uh by the i mean if you like it go ahead but go don't go by the budweiser uh go check out our friends at red hill uh, Listen, if you like Budweiser, in. I got you a beer. It's called Crafty Light. There you go. Crafty Just go Lights. get it from them. Support your local small business owners. The other ones can get bailouts, easy peasy, no problem. And they no, should be. Support them all, man. Like in this week, um, the guys I've had, the guys and gals that I've had with me up at Red Hill doing the canning and, and preparing for this week, we've eaten out every single day. We've spent, the, I mean, all the money is coming in. That's what I say. This isn't a profit thing. It's we're, we want to stay relevant. We want to stay in front of people. We want to make sure we can continue brewing. I want to make sure I can pay my employees next week, and so they have a little bit of money going into whatever we're about to face. Um, but we also want to have the cash to be able to support other folks. So all the money that we got this week, I mean, we were buying pizza. We were going all the downtown joints. Um, we I, heck, I bought the bike locally, so to be able to do those runs. Um, I could have, I could have given I, you a bike, I have buddy. definitely supported the North Carolina ABC Commission this week. So. <laughs> well, and that's um, what I'm saying, though. Like, Chris, listen, I'm I'm trying, I'm trying to get people to come to your store. 
No, I know you are, Bubba. I know you are. But I want them to go everywhere. The folks need to go and, to commoners. They need to get their crawlers no, in Southern I, no, Strain and I get that. in Cabarrus and I Branch. They got to go there. Go go to your to your small go to your small craft brewers. Do not go to Budweiser and Anheuser Busch. Like they they've got their money. They're fine. Go to commoners. Go to you know Red Hill. Go to you know we'll twenty six acres. I got those, beer. I got those I got guys. a lot of beer. Yeah. Don't go to Anheuser Busch. Putting in cans, it's all yours. You can be at home. You don't have to touch anybody. You can stay six feet from your wife or your husband and drink a beer. Can I? Can I pay you to touch me? That's the problem. Can I do that? <laughs> I, you know, and tough times call for tough measures, JP. <laughs> By the way, your next beer should be called Happy Ending. There you go. <laughs> that would be like that. Would How be many like, knocks for the uh... bourbon barrel aged shop? <laughs> How many knocks for the uh, uh, the private entrance to the speakeasy? That's my game should, plan. I think it should change on a daily basis. Actually, you got to be able oh, to know where go. to get the the rules. Yeah, yeah. Just put um, it on Twitter, and we, we can all see. What just it is. let me know because if you decide to do a speakeasy, you have a you have the perfect you facility perfect for that. For be like one if one if by air, two if by sea, two or by one sea. if by land, or whatever. Paul Revere or something. Yeah, Patrick. Well, Henry. I know I'm butchering that. Know. Patrick Henry. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll have really? lanterns up I, in the window. It was Paul Revere, wasn't it? We'll, fa- we'll fact check that next week. That's <laughs> <laughs> no uh, better than what the media is doing. Sure. Uh, Chris, thank you so much again for coming on. And, By and the way, this makes for about... Mark Castring. By the way. Wow. It's good. It is good. One, 110 so, proof, man. This is great stuff. Also, duels as a hand sanitizer. <laughs> That's true. Well, it's fifty four point eight percent alcohol, quite, yeah. so I doesn't it doesn't no nope, I don't know if it kills corona. Um well, gotta be a sixty. We'll fact check that. Yeah. No, no, I appreciate you guys having one hundred twenty, yeah, would be it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you, you want that you know, we JT we this seriously from Red Hill and, and from Chris. Um I I've said multiple times I don't it doesn't matter to me anymore. I don't get in I'm not into the hysteria or the conspiracy theory. If I can talk on that, you know, on the side, I have my theories. But none of it matters because two things are happening right now. If the virus is real and people are dying, I have a problem. And I, I think we have a moral responsibility to prevent that. Okay. And if it's one person, then they're worth it because I think life is valuable. Um, life is precious, right? Um, if it's not real, if this was all a hoax, right? If it's all a control game, um, I don't like that either. But it's because now we're killing business um, and we're killing our economy. We're we're destroying lives um, for this hoax. Mm-hmm. But I can't do anything about it. I'm not in a position of power to do something like that, except for as it pertains to my community. And so, doing what we can to get through it um, and protect folks. By supplying them something, by spending money where we need to spend it, um, that's our goal. That's what we're trying to do. So we're just trying to mitigate whatever the negatives are on either side of that aisle. Because, again, it just doesn't matter. We've been forced into a situation that we have to deal with right now. I feel blessed that I have a place that I can actually make alcohol because we need Mm -hmm. it. 100%. We need it. So, yeah. Also, for the record, um, I think that dolomite is a little bit more than 11. I'm just saying. I believe you. 
I think that needs to be tested. 11.253. That's what it is. The point two five three has got me. Hey, buddy. Yeah. All right. Well, Chris, again, thank you so much for, for coming on. I appreciate it. Well, uh, I'll be swinging over shortly to um, to try that makers. All right, brother. Anytime. All right. I mean, uh, bye. Thanks, buddy. All right, so I want to say thank you to, to Chris from Red Hill. Again, please go support your local business. I know you're going to hear that till the cows come home, but really it is very important. If you're going to go out, don't go to Crapplebee's. Nobody wants that anyway. Go go support Gianni's, the Pizza Palace, whatever you want to do. Um, those people are the ones that need it. So. Well, so like I said, the local franchise owners, you know, right. like the yeah, Subways, sure. the Jimmy John, you know, the places like that. There's, okay. But even the Crapplebees, they have their own purpose. You know, they got the boneless wing special, whatever. I mean. The, the problem is, like, the all-you-can-eat, can I just sit at the curb and just, just keep, bring me more shrimp. Well, hold on. Just more shrimp. You're, you're all- like the Brazilian steakhouse yeah. style and hold up a little flag. So I need more <laughs> shrimp. Uh, if, That'd be great. Uh, if you're eating at the all-you-can-eat place, that is like the COVID-19 brewing factory. <laughs> That's that, where it came from. And if you get it from It was the mile-long buffet the whole time, right? It mm. sure was. Maybe they just let one person go in one at a time. God bless America. But you'll have that oh, person yeah. sneezing it. Golden Corral is like... They're delivering. They're doing takeout, yeah. right? So you can go get like the little styrofoam container full of chocolate from the fountain, right? Just uh, fill it up. With the kid, right? the kid who just licked the strawberry twice. Put it well, back he's in. not in there. Yeah. there. The kid's yeah. not in there. So maybe yeah. it's just, you know. It's been recycled. It's the guy Ugh. doing the dishes that's doing the licking now instead you of got the, the guy. You got the guy who's coughing on the chocolate yeah. fountain. I got you. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Producer Brian, um, you had some some work from home tips. Is that? Well, yeah, I thought it, it could be up. helpful before mm-hmm. we wrap up here. Uh, you and I both work from home. Sure. I mean, I've been doing it for a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's folks out there that may be forced into the situation. They're mm-hmm. having to uh, figure it out. Yeah. And, you know, as two people that have had a little bit of experience kind of sitting there, still being productive, <laughs> mostly. Cool. Clocking in and clocking out. Right. Being available. Being available for mm-hmm. phone calls and conference, you know, while, you know, knowing when to mute Netflix. Sure. When, when to important. keep it up. So, you know, that, I thought maybe we could just hand out some tips here. You've been doing it way longer than I have. Right. Um, but, you know, I think it's important people, you know, you think, when I tell people I work from home, they just oh, assume man. I'm cleaning the house. Right. And like mowing the yard. Right. And just hanging out. Yeah. Doing nothing. Yeah. Taking but, naps. And like I block I, I do I, I've taken a two hour lunch okay it's, right. yes I'm self employed I can do that right <laughs> uh, if you know, something I'm watching I really want to watch another mm-hmm. and, um, you know there's not a lot going on but typically I try to be in a chair at a certain time mm-hmm. and I take a certain time for lunch right. and I make a pot of coffee at a certain time like mm-hmm. I try to keep that schedule sure going I'm done at the same time every day as much as possible right. stuff still overflows a little bit but. I think the, consi- the schedule consistency right. is very important. Yeah, you, you have to keep going in because I clock in, as, log in 8.30, try to leave at 5 if, if at all possible. Today was like 6. Um, but, but keeping that schedule is, is important. Um, one thing that I found important as well is to make sure sweats on the bottom, a real shirt on top. Sure. It's like a, a mullet for business wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, parties under the desk. Right? Well, hey, buddy, you <laughs> business th- up top, party more, under the desk. Right? Smarter that- words have never been spoken before. <laughs> party under the desk. Life is short. Let's have the fun. Other browser tab, right? Right. Sure. Um, so yeah, no, th- that's kind of key. Also, you know, taking a lunch I think is important, and 
I'm also lucky to have my wife to work from home as well. Sure. So there's been the the time where we've been able to, because having two kids, things have switched a little bit, to have some us time where we've just had lunch together. Yeah. Um, where it's been nice to, to have a, a lunch Yeah, we're taking whatnot. 12 at noon or 12.30 or whatever it is. And right. we're, gonna, we're not going to, we're not available for this hour, 45, whatever your lunch is. You know, right. Whatever time that is. Yeah. It's yeah. good to have, if, if, if it's possible, if you need the social, you know, if there's like a Slack channel with your coworkers or if there's some kind of mm-hmm. contact, you can, if you're not an introvert, like me and Big right. <laughs> If you, you need, need that. You need to talk to people. I don't. It's good. To, yeah. I think it's important to be intentional about that. Mm-hmm. Have your water cooler talk. Even if it's over lunch, you know, call and do like a, a Google Hangout or something. Yeah. With one of your friends who's in the same situation. I think most of our water cooler talk is when you guys are pinging me throughout the day. Yeah. And like, like we oh, have yeah, a, a text thread that's pretty consistent. Probably not a pro. That's for the insiders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And just, just be consistent. The other thing too, um, and this was provided to my, by my therapist was, you know, it's important to realize you've clocked out. Um, so yeah. when you're done, um, I haven't done this yet, but I need to, but like, Leave your office because mine's downstairs, so I could, you know, just walk sure. out and be done. If you need a barrier. You need like this is my workspace mm-hmm. when I walk. You know, and some people would say they would like turn their computer off, mm-hmm. so it puts a barrier between you and because it's real easy to walk back to that computer and oh, let me send on this email, sure, or let me check this thing. But it's probably healthier just to shut it down and walk away, clock out for real, like you would yeah. be if you were leaving. Well, even my therapist, to the extreme, she said in the morning, get in your car. Drive around the block and and walk in. And then at the end of it, you know, leave, get in your car, drive around the block, block and walk back in, take a shower, and then change your clothes. It's like a mental thing of like, I'm done with work and uh, that we're ready to go. Have I done that? Absolutely not. But, so but here's think, a better suggestion mm-hmm. is get in your car, drive to the liquor store, when I, and then come back, you know. Yeah, drive to Red Hill, pick up a Dolomite, yep, come back home. Yeah, no. That would make me an alcoholic. I want to be a good father. <clears throat> um, so, no, I think that that, that is important. At hey, least. hey, 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 hey. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean if you're drinking while brown bagging it, then that's an alcoholic. But, you know, if you're sitting in a redhead parking lot enjoying a Dolomite on the curb, then that, I call that responsible. You know, and that, that brings me actually to another point is what if Red Hill does do the curbside delivery and you're like, oh, I'm not planning on bringing this home. The regulation of yeah. drinking and driving. Hey, buddy, now yeah. you got a problem. So when the cops start working from home? That's my question. You know? <laughs> Never. <laughs> That's how the city makes money. Well, yeah. So I think it is important to have that schedule, at least mentally be able to clock in and clock out. I think it's huge. So yeah. uh, maybe you get one of those chess, chess, you know, clocks where you can hit the button. And oh, it goes yeah. On side and, you might get, put a literal like punch clock in your house somewhere where you have to put a little mm-hmm. card in to yeah. turn in and out. That'd be good. And you know, track your time. I think for some people it's helpful Yeah. to say – you know, there's plenty of digital apps to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I try to track what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, I build my time a lot of times. So I can go, hey, yeah, I actually spent three hours on this. Yeah. And I wasn't watching Netflix. It right. Was, I was actually at a computer <laughs> working on something. Yeah. You know? so. I do think it is handy because in, in my office, I have the TV above the, um, the, the treadmill that I don't use. It's a coat rack. Sure. <clears throat> um, so, it is handy to have the remote there. So, if somebody does call, you can quickly hit mute. Well, yeah, yeah, you have to figure yeah, out. So. I mean, the boss, the boss button. You know, that was a thing mm-hmm. years ago. There was like websites that yeah. had boss buttons during you March would, Madness. You would click on it, yeah. and the little spreadsheet pops up. Yeah, 
Because your <laughs> yeah. boss doesn't know what you're working on. No, they don't. Know. The spreadsheet. No, there's always a spreadsheet. You must be busy. There's always a spreadsheet, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the clipboard when you're walking around. If you have a clipboard, nobody bothers you. Oh, yeah. If you have a spreadsheet, nobody board. bothers you. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's going to wrap up our show for tonight. Um, Mojo, go ahead and send us out. So once again, everyone, uh, stay safe. Um, I'd like to um, say a shout out to my donor mother. Um, I know you're supposed to have your special day in re- remembering your son, my heart donor, uh, this weekend, um, which will be uh, obviously when it airs Monday, that will be passed. But mm. uh, sorry, it couldn't happen due to this panic ma- uh, epidemic madness. But when it's over, uh, we'll come down and celebrate together. So and when this episode airs, I will have turned four years. Look at uh, you. Yeah, four years with a heart transplant. So that's uh, it's pretty amazing. 100%. So, actually, I lied. <laughs> my my transplant's on the 26th. So, uh, oh, but, well, we got some time. Yeah, so yeah, got seven days we'll just, from now. We'll just get next week. But yeah, yeah. so, but still, uh, it's a time of celebration sure, for me. Absolutely. So, anyway, uh, yeah, so yeah, go to our Facebook page at Southern Fried Philosophy. Um, you can find our show links and stuff like that uh, on our uh, our wherever you listen to your podcast, Google Play, iTunes, um, show notes, or probably Red Hill. That way, if you're here in the local area, mm-hmm. um, you would be grateful to come by and check them out. Also, support our other buddies at the yeah, other breweries, commoners. especially uh, Marty at Commoners. Yep. Um, we love those guys. Love having them on. Uh, so, yeah, just wherever you download your podcast, just go there, hit subscribe, review, rate us. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, SFP Radio. Uh, whatever you can do to help a neighbor, man. I know right mm-hmm. now people are doing blood drives because blood drives are down right now because yeah. they've been canceled. So if you, if you guys, uh, if you guys have some spare platelets to, to 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 give out, just go donate them. Yeah, no doubt. And listen, you guys aren't doing anything. Go go to the DMV website. Say you want to be an organ donor, and just click the little button. I think it's a button. I don't know. You said you did it on an app. Well, I, you said you can do it on an app. Okay. I, I may or may not have. Okay. So you, you could do it on an app. We'll just say that. Yeah, yes, but also, possible. when you when, when you got to just take an extra second. I mean, you know, the we got an important election coming up, maybe in November, unless we get martial law and then, oh, yeah. you know, we have an emperor. But, um, yeah, just go sign up for voter registration, RD, whatever you want, or independent like me. And then um, just make sure you sign up as an organ donor. Yeah. We appreciate that. And as always... Go wash your hands.